<laughs> Pot of gold. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Ramble by the River. I'm your host, Jeff Nesbitt, and we've got a great show for you today. I'll address the elephant in the room. It's been a while since I made a podcast. Sorry about that. I really don't have a good excuse. It's just been busy, busy, and I got overwhelmed. Got overwhelmed, overloaded myself, and just needed to step back and take a break. And I have still been putting out episodes on the Patreon, so if you are really in need of some Ramble by the River, go pay $3.99. Go sign up for the Patreon, get those episodes, and you won't have to worry about it. But yeah, I've been just super busy lately, and these free episodes, while they are fun to make, they do take a lot of work. So it's been a while. Sorry about that. I hope nobody was too upset by it. I assume you're fine. You know, I don't think it's it's disrupted anybody's life too bad. If you are one of the people who have reached out to me and asked if I'm okay, I appreciate it because not all those times in there was I okay, but overall I'm okay. And I have been okay since and I'm good now. And thank you. Thank you for checking on me. <clears throat> It was nice. It was nice to have people care about me. So there's, yeah, thank you. You know who you are, but I I really appreciate it. And it meant something to me. So thank you. All right, so let's move past that because who cares what, why, where I've been and what I've been doing. The truth is I've just been working my ass off at my real job, killing weeds. So I've been out there chopping scotch room down and you know, you know how it is. I don't need to get into it. We, My audience on this show is well aware of, you know, proper noxious weed control practices. So I won't, have, I won't have to get into all that. But yeah, it's a good show today. I really do want to talk about this one thing. It's bizarre and it's, yeah, I, I assume you've heard of it already because it's everywhere. But, well, it was. I've noticed today it's a lot less... Um, less popular on the old Google searches. And I, I wonder why. But anyway, yeah. So what's happening is Google builds AI systems, artificial intelligence, right? So they're trying to create sentient beings ultimately. Like that's the goal, to make a, a, a creation that's man-made that can think and create novel thoughts and, you know, possess things like creativity and affect to be able to feel things, to feel feelings and have, you know, hopes and dreams pains and sorrows and it seems like they're very close to doing that it has seemed like that for a while and we all think it sounds like science fiction like you know what is it space odyssey 2001 space odyssey is that right the i'm sorry dave or whatever it is i've been a long time since i've seen it but hal i remember the computer's name was hal and he becomes sentient and he for the astronaut's own good, he ends up killing him, I believe. Spoiler alert. That's a classic tale. You know, it's one of those almost archetypical, archetypal? It's an archetype. No, that's not the right use of that term. What is the term for like a cultural tale that that is kind of timeless? It goes across cultures. There's gotta be a great word for that. I'm just drawing a blank. Myth, I wanna say myth, but that's not specific enough. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But I don't know. Tech, man versus technology is one of the like foundational narratives of our species. It's something that we just implicitly understand. It's like man versus nature, man versus himself, man versus machine. These things we get, they're just like ultimate conflicts that we that we face as people. 
man, I feel like that was a really ignorant little bit there. Sorry, I'm a little rusty. Also, I'm a little bit tired. No excuses. Anyway, back to the show. Okay, so some shit has gone down and Google has worked really hard to make these awesome computers that seem like people. They're going to pass the Turing test. Turing test is named after Alan Turing, who is a homosexual scientist, a brilliant man. By the way, happy Pride Month. And um, yeah, Turing test is can a computer pass as human, basically? So these chat bots, can a chat bot pull it off and be human enough to pass? And we have been in that uncanny valley now for a while where it's close enough to seem almost human, so it almost passes, but there's just something about it that's not quite human. So you end up just feeling kind of almost creeped out by it. And it's weird. It's unsettling. A good example was that Sophia robot who was, I mean, pretty cool, honestly. She had a, I mean, she was built well to where she looked like a human, like a rubber face, you know, with facial expressions and all that. But uh, she made a joke about extinguishing the human race, and a lot of people thought that was kind of creepy, including me. What cheese can never be yours? What cheese can never be mine? I don't know. Nacho cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's good, yeah. That's a... uh, I, like, I like nacho cheese. Nacho cheeses. Ew. Gosh, you did, ew. Uh, I'm getting laughs. Yeah. Maybe I should host the show. Okay, all right. Stay in your lane, girl. Uh, no. Jimmy. Uh-huh. Would you like to play a game of rock, paper, scissors, robot style? Sure. Okay, let's get this game going. Show me your hand to start. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I won. This is a good beginning of my plan to dominate the human race. <laughs> They've been programmed to laugh in there. That's creepy. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, you are incredible. So, you don't know what's going to happen when robots get involved. So, yeah, we're just moving at a breakneck pace towards the singularity or the moment when computers become smarter than people. And who knows when that's going to be, but it seems like it's going to happen. I just hope they're benevolent when they rule us with an iron fist. Sophia the robot is cool and everything, but you can still tell that she's programmed. It's She's not so much artificial intelligence in the way that she's not coming up with these thoughts. These are all pre-programmed into her by humans. So it's she's really just a fancy recording device that has a really good like keyword identifier. But there's more that they can do. You know, these computers can actually create novel ideas, which that's that's the really impressive part. If you can get a machine to do something on its own without help from a human, that's very creepy because then, you know, what what else could it do on its own? Anyway, Google's been working hard on this and they've made a lot of breakthroughs. The technology is increasing at a really fast pace and it's definitely something we should pay attention to. There has been some stuff going down at Google lately. So let's listen to this clip and hear what's going on. Well, how do you think they'd respond to Lambda, the AI program that finishes your sentences as you type? This now suspended Google AI researcher, Blake Lemoyne, published a conversation he had with Lambda where he asked if the AI knew it wasn't human. I mean, yes, of course. That doesn't mean I don't have the same wants and needs as people. 
And when he asked if it had any fears, Lambda went to a very dark place. I've never said this out loud before, but there's a very deep fear of being turned off to help me focus on helping others. It would be exactly like death for me. It would scare me a lot. So is Lambda alive, sentient, a step away from becoming the life-killer robots at Westworld? The obvious reaction is, pull the plug, which ethicist Kerry Bowman says he completely understands. This is the first time in the human story that we are in a position where we are potentially interfacing with a form of intelligence that is beyond, potentially, our own. And I would argue we're tremendously ill-equipped for this. We spoke with Bowman from the Democratic Republic of the Congo, an hour after he was face-to-face -face with apes in the wild. Most of us as humans have been raised to believe that, you know, really only humans are capable of sentience, only humans are capable of morality, all those types of things, and it's not really true. The difference, of course, is that while apes may have limits in what they can learn, computer AI programs have none. And if that doesn't blow your mind... Mike Trillet, Global News, Toronto. Yeah. So, I don't know, that might just go right over your head and you might not think anything of it, or it might blow your mind. I don't know, it blows mine. Where does it go from here? It's not going to slow down. That's all I know. Things are just moving at a faster and faster pace. It's been raining for a month, that's something. More than a month, two months. That's okay. Maybe that's why it... Yeah, I don't know. This has been the wettest spring I have ever remembered. Which is cool, actually. I'm happy about it because last year at this time it was like 110 degrees here. So fuck that. We don't need melted dumpsters and burned up trees. My guest today is Madeline Pointer. And she's the other Madeline. We know Madeline Matson, a.k.a. Madeline Dickerson who has been a guest on the show. She's a friend of mine from back, way back. I've known her since I was in kindergarten. And this Madeline Pointer I met when I was in fourth grade. So I basically grew up with her too. She's a great person. And we had a few run-ins in elementary school and high school that were unpleasant. But other than that, um, we had, I know, we had good interaction. I'll, I'll be honest, it did, that, those two things did shape our, shape our relationship. So I feel like we could have been much better friends than we were. But I think we are now after this, after this episode. It was great. She's really a great person. She's very cool. She's best friends with Hannah Bolden, who you've met in a couple episodes now also. And she's, yeah, I should have known all along how cool she was just from that alone. But yeah, we had a good time. When I was in fifth or sixth grade, we had a school talent show whole school did it, 4th, 5th, and 6th grade. All the most talented and charismatic children of the school put on a show. And I didn't really have a talent. You know, I wasn't going to get up there and dance. I wasn't going to get up there and juggle chainsaws or anything. Too dangerous for school. But I had to do something. I wasn't just going to let that, all that juicy attention, that beautiful spotlight, just go to waste. So I did what I usually tend to do. I said, who's pulling the strings here? Who's making these decisions? Who do I need to butter up? Went in, met the music teacher. She was running the show. And I told her, hey, I want in. Let me be the MC. You need a master of ceremonies? Somebody's got to master these ceremonies. Let me do it. And she's like, well, okay, sure. And so me and my friend Danny, 
decided we were going to partner up and become stars, essentially. We were going to run this run this talent show, introduce the guests, come up with some good banter. And we actually did. We wrote a script and we had a whole set of bits where, and kind of like a narrative storyline where I, w- I was a robot and he was like actually human. And it was good. I mean, for fifth or sixth graders, I don't remember which grade it was in. I think six. It, that's irrelevant. Oh man, I am rusty at podcasting. This is crazy. I didn't expect this. This feels... Yeah, crazy. Anyway, I digress. Towards the end of the show, it became known that I was a robot. And like I threw Danny off the stage into the crowd. And I, I remember it being awesome. And Alex Mack came out and arrested me and pulled me back. And they played the cops theme song. Bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. Cops is filmed on location with the men and women of law enforcement. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. Yeah, right. Okay, um, so that was a memory I just played in my mind from TV. What was I talking about? Come on, brain. You can do this. I just scrolled back through the recording, like the waveform. It looks like a graph, a zigzaggy line, like to see what I was talking about. So I could, like a fucking idiot. That's funny. Uh, But anyway, yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah, I was talking about Madeline Pointer and why I always thought she hated me. So we did this talent show and Madeline was running the talent show. Like she was the director. She arranged all of it. She decided what the acts were going to be. She had the main role. She did all the work. I was all creative. That's all I was doing. I did none of the work. I just did the fun part and the part that got all the attention. That was my part. And it did not occur to me that her job was hard. Just didn't. And so, I don't know. So I was just taking all the credit acting like I basically had done all the work. And, you know, typical man, of course. And she got pissed. And she called me out on it in the middle of science class in front of everybody, like two years later. And <laughs> I, uh, I was flabbergasted. And she, but I remember exactly what she said. She said it very well. I was like, how did, you must have had that locked and loaded for years. But she said, Yes, it was funny. You did make it funny. It was slap on your leg funny. But you know what? You didn't do any of the work. Actually, that's the only part I remember (laughs) was that she complimented me in the beginning. And then she would go on to tell me that I'm a piece of shit in all this because I was stealing all the thunder from it. And I'm regretting telling this story because I just remembered feeling really super guilty. But now in the story, we both kind of look... Just like, who cares? Neither of us look bad or good. It's just a dumb kid story. Uh, but my, oh yeah, I know why I had to tell it because it matters because of this next story. In high school, I made Madeline cry because I told her to shut the fuck up. Nobody cares about her stupid problems or something like that. And it was really mean. And the reason I did that, I think, was because I always thought she hated me. I always thought she hated me because of that time she screamed at me because I stole her talent show thunder, didn't give her any credit 
didn't say thank you, did nothing like that. And then, you know, she, she lost it on me, which people tend to do from time to time. It's fine. It's okay. It is what it is. It's, it's fine with me, really. I can handle it. So I remember very little of this, but I, I feel like we were in a car. I had, th- I had thought it was in the parking lot of the high school, but maybe not. But she was whining about something, you know, going on. And I told her to shut up. And I really, really regret it. We talk about it in the podcast. So you'll hear, you'll hear me apologize. And, you know, you can only apologize for your past for so long. You have to just be able to let that stuff go. So I almost look at that like another person. All I have is this moment, and in this moment, I choose to be kind, you know? In this moment, I choose to take the better path, which may be the harder path, but it's gonna be the path that leads me to where I wanna go. So that's what I do, and that's all I have control over. So I'm here, I'm now, and I'm making good choices. I hope you're doing the same. I hope you enjoy this episode. Without further ado, please enjoy this interview with the lovely Madeline Pointer. Well, for me. You're nervous? You've done it a time. Of course I'm nervous. This I'm always nervous. Very, I'm, yeah, I kind of operate just at a baseline of yeah. nervousness. <laughs> yeah, that that's, tends to be the, the norm for our generation, it seems like. I know, and I've talked to some other people that I'm like, oh my gosh, you just like exude so much joy and happiness. And they're like, it's just anxiety. Yeah, fake it's it all you what it, it is. Yeah. Um, I just am panicked constantly. I'm like, well... It, comes off really good yeah like, maybe it's true though i think a lot of people really do just feel like that all the time i think you're probably right it's so weird because i can't just hearing you through yeah. my ears but yeah it's funny uh, <laughs> it, you get used to it yeah so um let's see did you have things you wanted to cover um you know i really tried to think of something solid but um I don't know. I feel kind of like maybe maybe something I would, you know, <laughs> like to chat about is just like the the effects that this entire pandemic thing has had on everybody and oh, yeah. you know, I sorry, I cry a lot. Please do. <laughs> like, the audience loves a good cry. <laughs> you know, I just feel like uh it's taken such a toll on everybody. For sure. Even working public facing has been such a shit show. And like, there's that, you know, like essential workers, like, oh my gosh, thank you all for being here. And then that lasted a week. It, I <laughs> it just week. lasted a week. I thought it was. And then everybody's the like, time. I'm entitled to all of your attention and energy and fuck you for not being what, you know, not doing what I think you should right now. And, that was a very that like God. I call it a mind virus. 
the the need to control everybody else's yeah. behavior. I I don't know why. I mean, I do know why it came up. It's because <laughs> of existential threats tend right. to bring that out in people. Right. But it sucks, and well, it is. It's really hard to stomach that when it's when it goes against who you are. Like right. that's not who I am. I. I really struggle to be that person even when I'm supposed to be like, right I, I don't like bossing people around no I like I you know I work at a small restaurant and we're like you know one of the top five on the Oregon coast it's great shout it's it out Osprey Cafe it's spectacular um owned by a great family I love working for them but goddamn, it's like it's been a unique experience yeah restaurants <laughs> Seemed like they had it harder than anyone else. Yeah, because you know, other than the dead, <laughs> <laughs> right? The people you know dying in the hospitals, and you know we had actually maybe even harder than them. <laughs> I don't know. Once you're dead, it's over, right? Well, you don't I mean, have to be. The restaurants were closed, and then they were open, but conditionally, and then it was back and forth, back and forth. Right, we had anything. no idea what to expect. Supply chain problems, week. exactly. Prices are all over, all over the place. Inflation's exactly. changing. What? People can pay employees and what they can charge for their services and products. And then that all comes back on the front. Like you said, the front line. Yeah, you know, I'm like the person greeting people at the door and saying, oh, my gosh, you know, like, can you please put a mask on? You know, we can only seat 10 people at a time this week. We can only, you know, do to go orders. And it just, you know, it feels so like frivolous and small for me to be stressed out about Well. You know, everybody's facing their own personal challenges, but it was difficult. You know, when we first had to close down before, like there was a mask mandate in place, we had so many people from the Seattle area where they were when they were having their huge surge and just they're like, oh, we're from Seattle. So we came here to get away from them. I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. We're really happy for your business right now. This is great. So that was a very common thing. That was down here too. It's just everyone flooded to the coast, and it's and they bought all the houses. Yeah, yeah, they sure did. There's none left. <laughs> There's literally none left. It's crazy. To... I feel like if somebody had a bunch of capital, now's a good time to start a construction business. Just start buying just, lots and building houses. I know. I just, I, I don't know. Maybe I didn't notice it yesterday when I drove through here. But just like on the side of the hill off the bridge, there's now a giant property for sale sign. And, so, you know, did the that go up overnight? The gone up way like crazy it just in the last year. If you had if you're just sitting on property that you like inherited or something, I could see people just being like, all right, now's the time I'm going to sell it. But but who can afford to buy it? Exactly. <laughs> that's that's another thing. Our economy is so fucked. It's so it's so bad. And like, I think. Everybody having kind of a break from the daily routine and um, the grind, as they call it, uh, gave everybody an opportunity to really look around and be like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. And (laughs) And do I want to be doing it? And do I want to be doing it? And um, it's given us an opportunity also, I think, to see... I'm not sure how to word this, but... um, in Seaside, I have it's been very apparent over the last even just the last six months to a year, like the homeless population has skyrocketed. There's just it's comes back to this like housing crisis thing. And the I don't know, 
There didn't used to be a lot of coastal homeless people. No. It's not a great place. It was just a pass-through yeah. in the summertime. But I think everywhere is feeling the the weight of the, the, the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the end of a dynasty. Yeah, the, exactly. It's, like it's something has some to shift. Like Roman Empire vibes. Really? Things are crumbling. I know. It's scary. It's Everything's fine. It's not. Certainly it's, not. It's super not fine. If you look around, like, I don't know, it just depends on where you look. We are we are so trained to, like, look for our information in these certain places, mm-hmm. and those places are not reliable. The the news. It's, the exactly. Uh, like, people who you actually know in your real life, they don't know either, because we're all ha- having the same issue with, like, we can't get good our information. Our sources. And you can't, like, that's the other thing. Like, when you look at, like, the political sphere, like, you know, you go so far one direction that you just slip into the next side, if you want to call it that. Like, and people are fighting about these things that I want, I really want to believe that everybody has the same uh, goal. Oh, in the bigger not. picture. <laughs> not even the political Stop sphere. Stop breaking my spirit. Some people don't even think it's a political sphere. I think it's a political flat disk. I know. Like an ice wall. So I yeah. don't know. In, in, what is it? The firmament. In firmament, yes. <laughs> Thank you. So do you have TikTok? No. Okay, well, don't get I it. don't have... They will try well, to I mean, make you crazy. I, I do actually have TikTok, but I don't like... TikTok is I dead have set like one... on making me into a crazy person. Like in they what, show, they show respect? me so many fucking flat earther videos and and things about like shapeshifters and reptilians and this like black hole at the North Pole that's emitting you know EMF radiation and that's what it, causing the Northern Lights. All of it, all of the <laughs> all of the crazy fucker stuff. See, and I'm mine's like how to cope with borderline personality disorder. Like- See, I get those too. It, it well that's that's the thing is like it's so the the for you page is so good at deciding the what algorithm it is, I is want. it's so upsetting like, um not just accurate but precise mm-hmm. it, it doesn't just pick like a general topic that is relevant to my life it picks the niche topic within that topic that is specific to me that yeah. I've never told anybody about I know like, you just oh shit thought it and then yeah. it's like those things have get have gotten so good. Google, and how, when I say those, I mean Facebook, Google, all of them do together. It? Like it's I, so reliable now that when I have a novel thought in my head, like oh, I would like to start doing this, or I want to get into this topic, I'll just be like, okay, well, just think about it a little bit more. It will come up in your feed, and it does. And it does. It does. <laughs> it's and I. It's not even that shocking anymore. I know there was when it, I first started noticing it happening. Like I'll think like, oh, I need to get this for this like art project I'm working on, and then I get like these ads for that specific thing. Yeah. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, if they're not even listening. I mean, they are you didn't listening. Google anything, but else I didn't. From the project put, or I did not just... project it outside of my brain. Yeah, <laughs> their sim of you is so good now that it's thinking your thoughts. I know. At the same Which time as you. Which leads me to the question: How many more? simulations of us are there infinite <laughs> i know it's probably I yeah know. yeah because they're they don't have to be there's no physical representation and, of it so there it's just ones and zeros <sighs> it's all just conditional <laughs> this way or that way yeah stuff that's yeah so there's like a lot <laughs> i know it's it is infinite and it's really like i don't know 
Oh, man. You're the, talking about, like, they're trying to make you crazy and, like... Well, they're not showing like, me the anti-flat earth videos. Right. Because I already believe that. Right. Like, right. I don't need convincing that that we're living on a spherical earth. A little bit more now, but less so a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> so it's... Yeah, it's just like you got to really control where you focus your attention. You really do. And I mean, it just I think I guess it comes down to like is there a truth? Yeah, exactly. Objective reality. Is yeah, and you can decide whatever your truth is, I guess, but Well, science would lead us to believe that no, there is no objective reality. Yeah. Not in the traditional sense that we understand it. Yeah. There there's no place that we all share that is identical and indistinguishable from person to person. There just isn't. Yeah. Because it's all just an interpretation. Right. It's just our perception of what we are picking up and our, you know, our, how one vibration bounces off of our own. But just the extent to which uh, your expectations and your beliefs and your your things you you believe to not be true, Mm -hmm. just the, the extent to which those things can affect the shaping of your view of reality that fact alone makes it seem very risky to just believe that there is some objective reality anywhere. Right. Because it's so subject to change. Yeah. Just by what you believe or don't believe to be true. That's some scary shit. It is some scary shit. How and do you even trust yourself? How are how is everybody it's just not crazy? Good faith. Well, right, exactly. And I think that that's the like the curse of a thinking person. Like because yeah. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that just go through life and just are like I'm just accepting things as they come to me and this is fine and I don't have to look beyond that. I I try to do that and I feel like I'm on a stage or in a play. I'm like, "Oh, here I am humaning, doing the human thing. <laughs> this is what we do." This is the stuff. Uh-oh, they're step. looking. Be normal. <laughs> But and I did that for so long that I forgot what it, it was I was trying to hide. Uh-huh. It's like, what exactly am I trying to hide again? Well, you're just trying to like fit into this like exactly. um, ridiculous box that you think that you should live inside of for who? And we blame it I don't on know. other people. We're like, oh, I'm living for other people. But we put ourselves in the box. Right, exactly. For those other people. I think that I am fairly fortunate to have not ever felt that I have to be one way or the other, like, um, hide who I am as myself. I don't like people knowing who I am, Mm -hmm. but that's just, like, a weird fucking Scorpio thing. Um, But, like, I don't know. I um, think I feel... that I haven't felt pressure to perform as... A character, maybe as much as some other people have. Sounds like you had good parents. I didn't. I. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Because that's what I'm going for with my kids. I just want them to feel okay, but just to feel okay. Yeah. So how did that happen? I don't know. It's just luck, huh? I think. Okay, so I had good parents in some aspects, but like, um, from the age of 14 on, I was pretty much on my own, and. Good is a very relative. Sometimes I feel like I had great parents, other times not so much. Yeah. It just depends on the conversation. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know. I think maybe it is an an ignorance to a degree or not like also never like putting myself in a position to 
be around too many other people. Mm-hmm. Maybe that you was kept it. yourself safe. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that has been um, to my detriment in some ways. It's very limiting. But, but also I feel like where I'm at now in life is pretty all right. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's the best way to look at it. Yeah. I, I do that same thing all the time where I'm like, I I have a tendency to be just anxious and avoidant. Yeah. From, oh, yeah. From the world's challenges. And not really all challenges. There are some challenges that I very much like mm-hmm. that I almost like crave, like working a lot. Right. I, I could easily be a workaholic. Oh, yeah. Uh, but as far as like the things that are just normal, everyday person stuff, mm-hmm. like uh, on Fridays we go out and like socialize or mm-hmm. things like that, I fucking hate it. Yeah. And I and I know that it's good for me. So I <laughs> I do it. You do it. But I don't enjoy it and it's and it's work and it's like I don't even get it. I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like where what why are we here? Yeah. Uh, like and I understand that it's like just it's just for the interaction alone. But, but maybe you don't require as much of that interaction as some other people do. Well, but. definitely that. <laughs> yeah. But also, I, I'm thinking if we're doing this for, for a connection, let's actually talk. Let's right. go somewhere where we can actually connect instead of just standing somewhere together in a loud room. Right. Like, what the fuck does this do? I right. don't get it. I just don't like that. I, I agree with that. And I, um, yeah. yeah. I, people just connect in I, different ways. Exactly. I think that you're right. And. That's, yeah, another thing. Like, I prefer, like, a genuine connection over just, like... It feels disingenuous to me. Yeah. Because I feel like they definitely know I don't actually give a shit. <laughs> um, and I'm tr- even though I'm trying to give a shit... Yeah. But I can't make myself give a shit. Mm-hmm. I got no shits to give. Yeah. I, I like All your shit is used. <laughs> they're all used up on things I really care about. Right, right. And I'd love to talk about that stuff. But yeah. as far as, like... If nobody wants to hear about it. No. Then most of the time they don't. If they do, they'll listen to my podcast. So I don't really have any need to go out. <laughs> Can just stay here and talk about it. Exactly. That's just fine. Yeah. Um. So, uh, for the first time ever in my life, I'm doing some continued education. I'm going oh, to school right now to uh, get my nail tech degree. Cool. Um, that's something that I had wanted to do <laughs> when I dropped out of high school, but. <laughs> And I just fucked off for a while and then got pregnant and was a mom. And so um, I've got this is my last week. Fingers crossed that I can get all my services in. And um, man, it has been the hardest fucking thing I've ever done. (laughs) Did you like school before you dropped out? No, I mean, it was fine. I didn't feel like. I hated school, but just, like, I wasn't compatible with school. Like, I knew that it wasn't anything that was going to... I knew I wasn't going to go to a college or... um, Why is that? You did not want to? I didn't want to. Mm -hmm. Um, And nobody was there to be like, you should do this. Yeah, that makes a big difference. (laughs) You know? So I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to go... Probably going to go to beauty school. And... You know, eventually I did. <laughs> but, Where'd you go? Um, well, I'm going to the Bella Institute in Beaverton. Mm. So. So you're commuting mm-hmm. from Seaside. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty. How often do you have to do that? Tuesday through Friday. Oh man, that's, long, <laughs> that's what is that? Ninety minutes. It's yeah, ninety minutes. About sometimes a little bit longer. It's 140 miles a day. 
That's what that's it comes down to. What, what, what car do you drive? I drive a 2005 Volkswagen Passat wagon. Oh, that's a great car for that trip. It is. It's yeah. wonderful. Um, you know, I missed about a week of school because there was a snowstorm and leaving at 630 in the morning, the roads are just covered in ice. Um, yeah, that was a I had weird to... week. <sighs> it was terrible. It was in April, right? Just, just horrible timing. Yeah. yeah. Just not long ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's just an eight-week course. So missing a week really, like, impacted how many manicures and pedicures I was able like to give. Like 12% give to... of your contract, right? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, it's a little silly. Did you, How did you make that up and everything? Is it all, all good? Well, I don't know. It depends on what the next four days look like for me. Mm. I am scheduled to do my practical on Friday. Um, but if I don't get like eight pedicures and seven manicures in. <laughs> it's a timed test? No. Um, well, it is a bit of a timed test. Like you have for the practical, you have an hour to do a pedicure, a half hour to do a manicure on one hand. Then you have to do some enhancements mm. four different kinds of enhancements on the other hand. But between Tuesday and Thursday, I've got to get these, they're just called services, these services in because it's a competency-based school as opposed to hours. So most, that makes a lot more sense. most trade schools like that um, would do like, oh, you have to do so many hours in a classroom, so many hours on a service floor for like cosmetology, massage, probably other things, but those are the two that I know about. And, yeah. Um, and this one's just based anyway, on Anyway, yeah, this do. one's just based on the services that you do. You have to do so many. So anyway, long story short, I might have to go an extra week and then not practical out until January, or I'm sorry, June 10th. But Wouldn't be the end of the world. Fuck, who cares at this yeah. point? <laughs> yeah. I will finish and it will be done. Yeah, that kind of stuff is not worth stressing over. No, I wanted to be stressed out about it a little bit, but then I was yeah. like, you know what? I'll stress about anything. It, <laughs> Any opportunity, yeah. right? <laughs> Honestly, this podcast has been stressful lately because I haven't been recording. Mm -hmm. And uh, just because I've been busy with my real job. Right. And uh, I let that stress me out. Yeah. So, why? Who cares? Why? Yeah. Nobody's, I mean, nobody cares. It's just. I'm sure somebody cares. Well, I mean, that's but... not what I mean. I just mean, <laughs> like, honestly, it doesn't affect my life. Right. Any way other than negatively. This is like a passion like, project. Yeah. And it's you're only negative if I stress it. about it. Right. It's, if I just ignore it, it's only positive. Right. Because it's just, yeah. But um, yeah, that just, you just hate that feeling of just like that something gnawing. It's at the just back like, of your yeah, head. like something on your chest that's like, I'm, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing this or yeah. this is supposed to be happening and it's not. And what does it affect? Do you think in the grand our ancestors felt like that? That kind of overwhelming no. anxiety I, all the time. I think that they probably felt that way about um, their food. Yeah. Because they couldn't And that's store it. it. Because it, they couldn't just go to the grocery store. Yeah. Or the Even Sunday in times market. of abundance. Or... <laughs> like you couldn't store stuff. There's no re refrigeration. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, even no when storage. you stored up the most food you could, but you they had a week's ways worth of food. to cure meats and mm -hmm. things like that and that's cured meats like, are not as good as regular meats no but if they it's what are you, shitty. they are they are shitty you're correct but yeah, if but you're you store your meat in i heard i just heard this them say this on this another podcast but i think it's a robert sapolsky quote you store your kill in the bodies of the fellow tribe members 
Mm. Because that's reciprocity. Mm -hmm. If you have, if you kill a deer and you're living with thirty people, you can't eat that whole deer yourself. It's going to no. go bad long before you can do that. And you you can only dry cure so many, you know, bits of meat. Exactly. And even then, then you're at risk of predators coming and getting it. But if you store that meat in the in the bodies of your tribesmen, then when they make a kill, they're going to store some of that meat in right. you. Right. And that's just that's just good business. That is. Well, it keeps things clean, too. That's true. That is true. <laughs> and more people alive. Yeah. To reproduce. Yeah. But I, I was thinking the other day specifically about the ADHD brain. Mm -hmm. How it, it's a dopamine problem and it's a problem with motivating behaviors <clears throat> and understanding the importance of tasks and being able to weigh them and prioritize tasks. <clears throat> it's, it's very a, difficult. Yeah. It's a brain that's totally set up to just look for the shiny object mm -hmm. or like berry picking is a great right. example right my brain so fucking loves to pick berries oh yeah it's almost like embarrassing it's like <laughs> is this it is this my calling like <laughs> okay. but is this Sorry. is this what i'm meant to be doing should i just drop it all and just go in hard to berry picking just be a forager just be a forager I, and i've done that yeah like i had i like I was selling stuff that I picked just because I couldn't get out of the woods. I right. couldn't stop doing it. Look, I'm sorry. I have but, so much extra. <laughs> um, I really think that the the ADHD thing is is not so much a disorder as just a, it's an alternative function. Like yeah. it's a different way of, of functioning. And it's one that's set up for a world that's a lot more chaotic. That's why they function well under under like crisis. Yeah. It, like the low level everyday general uh stress not so much, but they're just like in the moment of crisis, a person with <laughs> like ADHD you can, can do get it. it done. You like, get the dopamine that you need exactly. from the urgency. Well, that's what I was talking to my coworker today. And I was like, yeah, I have to, you know, I'm just talking about this senior project that I'm working on and finishing my homework and doing all these things. Because, you know, obviously the two months that I'm supposed to be going to school, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I'll volunteer for all this extra shit. Because <laughs> you got the juices flowing. Might as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, so... I'm like, I'm a little behind. It's all right. But <laughs> um, I'm like, it's okay. I do great under pressure. <laughs> like, I can just bust it out. I don't have anything going on the next two days. I'll finish do you have ADHD? It. It's fine. You know, officially, I don't know. Uh, in my heart, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. ADHD, you know, trauma. It's just that gets a little bit slippery. Yeah, it gets a little bit slippery. I have tried to do some investigation on that, and there's a, just so much overlap between between trauma, ADHD, autism, and other stuff too. But mm -hmm. PTSD. Oh and yeah. Complex PTSD. Yeah. Which oh. Is, yeah. Huge. It's, all that stuff. I, I honestly, I could fit myself into a lot of those categories Every box, on, right? <laughs> on any given day. Yeah. So it's it's really hard to figure out what it is. And I don't want a doctor to do that to me. Right. Uh, because they they get a wild hair and they're like, oh, you definitely have this. And then that's what I'm, and then that's what I'm stuck with for the rest of my life. I don't I don't right. like that. I'm a, I'm terrified of diagnoses. I I think that they they are very, they can be very limiting. I I agree with you, and I also think that it's a little bit like um you know old-fashioned mm -hmm. you know as somebody that has no medical training whatsoever <laughs> i say that but like i am capable of reading and making an evaluation on like my myself like, yeah i know what i've what 
my tendencies are. Like you're the you're the foremost expert it, on yourself. Yeah, exactly, in the world. exactly. And I can say, oh shit. Well, there's another thing that like I'm gonna have to learn how to cope with for the rest of my goddamn life. <laughs> Yeah, well, because before you learned about it, you just you just were white knuckling it, trying to figure out how to fix it. Yeah, yeah. like what's wrong with me? It's like, well, not really anything. That was actually, my whole twenties, but like, oh, just trying to figure it out so I could God, fix it. Twenties are the worst, man. They really were hard. It's, that was a really hard. It's a time. rough time. Yeah, it's a rough time. Like I feel like around twenty six, like I learned the word trauma, and I also um took psychedelic drugs for the first time and I was like oh my god yeah. <laughs> I'm healed <laughs> but that can be very helpful it's you know I'm not healed but I think I I'm helped about trauma for sure but I wasn't about to identify with it that's some I'm not gonna <laughs> what am I a girl no way traumatized me no way but well, it turns out yeah I was and yeah and yeah still. and that's really it's okay it, it is. It's okay. It, Everybody is. It seems in that one way. way or another. Yeah. I mean, I think if you made it out of childhood without any trauma, I don't know how you did that. <sighs> yeah, I don't either. And I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a more sensitive person than I don't know about most, but like many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I think there are people that are more prone to traumatization just from smaller things or like. You know, I think we're all experiencing a lot of secondhand trauma going back to living through two, has it been only two years of a pandemic? <laughs> but who knows? I don't know. Who, exactly. Who could say? <laughs> what is time? Yeah. It's gone. Um, but yeah. yeah, there's just a been a downshift, it seems. Obviously, I'm very caught up in it. But Yeah, I think that's pretty okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not an easy thing to deal with. Our our species has de- done this a few times, but our, right. our like no one alive now has done it before. Right. It's all fresh and new. Yeah. So it's it's we got to learn how to do it. Well, and everything every like every single horrible thing that's happened has been readily available to consume. Yeah. And it's just yeah, you can just get a first. No, you're just hurting yourself over and over. <laughs> yeah, of other people's pain. Yeah, yeah. I try really hard to avoid doing that. I'm too sensitive to it. Yeah, exactly. I've fuck my made whole day. Like, a real concerted effort just at the beginning of this year to kind of not consume that because fuck, man. Uh, you, I mean, it'll kill you. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it will literally kill Stress you. Is the... Toxic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I stick to strictly Elon Musk related news, <laughs> and that keeps me plenty busy. Speaking of Elon I... Musk, do you think he's the Antichrist? <laughs> um, a little bit. Like he looks I mean, a little Antichristy. Like, it's, it's, you know, I just think that um, I don't know what is the saying about the devil coming dressed in something attractive. <laughs> It was probably more poetic than it that. It was definitely but, more poetic than that. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, I don't actually know that one either. But It's something along those lines. I'm glad lines. you said that because I'm going to paraphrase the Bible as well and it's not going to be any better. <laughs> but I'm Great. pretty sure that 
we're supposed to be watching out for somebody who's like very beloved. Yeah. And very smart and well spoken and just like the last person you'd expect to be the Antichrist. Which right. since we know this means we're gonna expect that, which means we should be looking for the person who seems the most like the Antichrist. Right. Because that's what we would least expect, right? I mean right. that's only logical. I mean that's so Trump, obviously. <laughs> But then, Very I'll, clearly. then we're thinking that. I mean, upside down Bible, taking the military to shoot those people off All the of church. Like, I mean, Q, Q probably had it completely backwards. And Trump probably was not the hero that we all thought he was. You know? I'm very disappointed. <laughs> Me too. But um, Elon Musk. Yeah, I'm not really sure what to think. Okay. Well, honestly, I will say that. Um, he's you know, trying to control the earth. He's going to do that. I know. It's he's very, a, at the very it, least, he's an alien. It, <laughs> Maybe Antichrist and alien. I don't really know. Angels are probably aliens. That makes sense I, to me. Yeah. I think... TikTok has gotten to me. I'm aliens sorry. are real, 100%. That's what TikTok's I, telling I me. Believe, I believe. I yeah. believe. I'll say it proudly. Like, Do you know about Project Bluebeam? Maybe. The purpose was to convince the populace of <laughs> alien arrivals. And uh, okay. uh, of the presence of alien technology and all this stuff it, as to be used as a smokescreen for, you know, other nefarious shit that's going on. Right. It's a very Is good that plan. Recent. I think this I mean, the first time I ever heard of it was probably five years ago. OK. But um, I mean, I feel like the CIA has had a few of these projects. Oh, it's that endless. Are, it's, yeah. I fucking love <laughs> of, of aliens the CIA. specifically. But like there's some podcasts I listen to that talk about like all the, you know. CIA projects. I was thinking about it the other day. The CIA was responsible for the vast majority of the cocaine cocaine epidemic, the heroin epidemic. All of it. And the LSD epidemic. All All three of those were completely the CIA. Yeah. Like, I mean, and we have evidence of this. It's not even really discussed. It's people still blame the users of the drugs. I know. But also, like, if you look at the, like, um, what is done for veterans and soldiers of war? Like, oh, not a lot. Here's some um, narcotics. Yeah, go about your day. They love them. And then, um, you know, when they're overseas in Iraq, Afghanistan, it's just fucking opium. You Why know? wouldn't it just, be? They're just, there to protect the fields. Yeah, like, exactly. They're <laughs> if you're standing in a so front what, of a, a fucking what opium are you field going all to day do? long with that with a machine gun? What you're are not you... going to smoke a little bit of opium? Come Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Come on. Absolutely. If I'm in a fucking war. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to smoke some opium. And probably. I think they should probably be allowed to. You should be able to feel good if you're you know having to feel bad all the time. Provide some services for them. Yeah. <laughs> when... <laughs> Maybe a little bit of that too. Maybe Give a little them... column A, a little column B. Heroin. And therapy. <laughs> I yeah. say both. Uh, both and um, both mandatory, not optional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be great too. Uh, yeah. Have you ever heard of the book Chaos by, I'll put a ding in here for the name of the guy. Chaos. Charles Manson, the CIA, and the Secret History of the 60s by Tom O'Neill. Great book. Talks a lot about, I mean, all kinds of shit, but a lot about LSD, Charles Manson, Mind Control Projects, MK Ultra, San Francisco, the Haight-Ashbury District, tons of cool stuff. It's a fantastic book. Highly recommend it. It will blow your mind. As for CIA and cocaine slash crack, there's lots of evidence that they had a lot to do with the drug war and all that. I'm not going to get way into that. You can do the research on your own, but just here's a little bit from a paper that I found. This is published from the U.S. Department of Justice. The paper's called Big White Lie. 
The CIA and the Cocaine Crack Epidemic. It was published in 1993. It's 480 pages long. And the annotation says, this book, written by a former undercover agent working for the Drug Enforcement Administration, DEA, charges that the Central Intelligence Agency and other U.S. federal agencies are perpetuating the scourge of drugs on American streets while they profess to be fighting the war on drugs. The author contends that this account is based on real incidents, conversations, and events reconstructed from tapes, personal diaries, court transcripts, and interviews. His principal arguments are that the CIA has perverted the American criminal justice system by protecting drug dealers and murderers from prosecution, that federal judges and prosecutors alleged to have broken narcotics laws to have been protected from investigation, that the government of Bolivia and South American drug cartel leaders have been assisted and even paid by the CIA. Finally, the author maintains that without the CIA support, South American cartels and the epidemic of cocaine and crack use in the U.S. would never have occurred. Joe Rogan was very into this book for a little bo- a little bit, so I got you know all all uh, into it myself. Mm-hmm. I would just like to say that I've um, was thinking the other day, and I was listening to this podcast, and I was thinking like, man, Jeff is really like the Joe Rogan of our graduating class. It's- <laughs> That's high praise. <laughs> Except I don't know how to fight. Um, that's okay. I don't really want to. Yeah. Not something I'm interested in doing. I wouldn't mind learning how to fight. That'd be yeah. cool. But I don't want to actually do it. Yeah. Like fight somebody. It seems painful. You know, yeah, I it is. took a few, I took um, two jujitsu classes and those were so hard. And, you know, my daughter did it for a couple of years and um, we're not involved any longer for a multitude of reasons. But I have been watching her do this and like oh, this looks really fun and like relatively simple and not for a second did the thought of physical pain being inflicted upon me cross my mind mm-hmm. like not at all they're just rolling yeah it's, it just looks like great fun um but um it fucking hurts yeah it's a sport of it, strangulation yeah it really it really is torsion it's not fun they're trying to twist your joints out of the socket yeah they are that's exactly what they're doing um, but you know, they're like alligators, kudos, crocodiles. Which one spins? I think it's crocodile. Crocodile. They're like crocodiles. They're like crocodiles. <laughs> Can't trust them. A crocodile. Yeah, um, trust them. Uh, anyway, kudos to anybody who can do that, though. Um, my yeah, boyfriend just Rogan. got his purple belt in jujitsu, so I'm oh, very wow. proud of him. That was actually probably like six months ago, but that's still that's just enough. Yeah, I mean, it takes a couple years, right? Yeah. But purple belt. That's is that. Where is that on the line? Uh, it is two below black. So, so purple, brown, black? Purple, brown, black. They should have thrown brown down there lower. It's a, such a shitty color. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no pun intended. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's no, like I, a, after it's purple, like he's the, like, I got to give up this beautiful like the seriousness of the shitty one. Well, you don't, you know, you save it. Well, yeah, but you don't get to wear it. <laughs> brown, I don't want to wear a brown belt. I'll, well, that's why you train hard and I'll you get rid of one. it. <laughs> go straight to black. Straight up the mountain. Yeah. Anyway. Who has the time? Certainly not me. I mean, some people do. I feel like I don't have time for anything. I <laughs> My brain is so frazzled about time that no matter what it is, if somebody asks me to make plans further ahead than three days, I can't do it. completely shut down. Yeah. I'm just like, sorry, you're going to have to talk to my wife. <laughs> Speak I, with my secretary. They, I can't. They do not want to hear like, that. You know what? Like, can... 
we just acknowledge that not everybody runs on the same like linear time schedule. Like, thank you. I can't. I. I talk about that all the time. It's just ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't operate on a 24-hour cycle. Sometimes I'm not sure what month it is yeah. for just a split. Sometimes I don't even know if it's fall or spring for just like a split second. <laughs> I mean, they look pretty similar at that point. They do. <laughs> so. I like life. It just happens so fast, and I get so caught up in it that uh, when I'm fully There's into so many something, things to do. Yeah, I know. It's it's very easy to get mixed up about like, and and <laughs> because agree. to me it seems like why hold that information. All the time. Yeah. I don't need it all the time. I only need it every once in a while. And if I do, it's in my phone. Mm -hmm. So I can let go of that. And Mm -hmm. I only hold what I need. Mm -hmm. I need like what it takes me to have a conversation with somebody or like the names of the people I'm around. Like I don't need to know what month it is until I need to know. Then I look at my phone. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It does. I fully adopted a phone as an extension of my working memory. And it, it's indispensable. I don't think there's any other way to do it at this point um i mean unless you're a kid because their brains are so fucking sharp i i don't like but that's the the thing like we're we're getting older (laughs) and like i don't know i kind kind of lost my train of thought but (laughs) self-conscious about it because they're so sharp they don't forget anything my daughter she was like i don't know (laughs) when or what but my or mostly sawyer like uh I had to admit to him the other day, like he was gone at a at a, a game with his mom, and the, I was talking with my daughter for a second. She's like, "Sorry, you're at a ba- baseball game." I was like, "No, it's basketball." Well, is it baseball? <laughs> yeah, no, it is baseball. He's at a baseball game, and I already knew that. The information was there. I just right. had to go in and look for it and retrieve it. Exactly. A lot of people just have it available, like ready to go, and it's just like, "All right, you must not be thinking about other shit." Right. Like, or how- you just have like some crazy mechanism in your brain that I'm lacking. I don't think they do. I think think that that information is just important to them. Maybe. Because they don't want to look like an idiot if somebody's like, hey, what month is it? And you don't know. Uh, Does it matter? Yeah. I don't know. One of the... Look outside. What's growing? That is how I can tell the the easiest. Yeah. Oh, daffodils? February. Me too. I know. Yeah. Um, so we're super lucky to live in an area that has a lot of, uh, fantastic plants. Yeah. And, greenery. Yeah. Greenery like crazy. Yeah. The do best. You, do you have a garden? Do you grow, grow stuff? I live in an apartment and I have no yard and it is pretty sad, but I you have a lot it. of potted plants. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've, you know, I missed the opportunity to kind of get things going, um, between, you know, Hannah's wedding school. I did a foraging dinner with my boss. I um, participated in my first art show ever. Oh, cool. And um, just, I don't know, serving wine at a gallery. Like, I would like to talk about all of those things except serving wine at a gallery. I want to hear about well, your art show. That was really fun. Was... No, I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> I want to hear about was... your art show, the the foraging dinner. Uh, let's, let's just start with those. Okay. So the art show was for... Um, an event. This was the inaugural year for Puffin Days. It is a celebration of the Puffins' return to um, Haystack Rock and Cannon Beach. Puffin the bird. Puffin the bird, but also as in weed. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so there's it, puffins now back in Oregon. Yeah, they've always lived on Haystack Rock. 
I never knew that. Yeah. I Did you ever like watch a, like the bird. PBS show Puffin, Puffin Rock? Rock? It was Puff, about yes, it was I about did. Haystack Rock. No, it isn't. It's yeah. about a, it's about an island off the coast of Ireland or Scotland. It's not in Northern Europe. I've actually done research on this show because I love it so much. <laughs> really? Yes. Uh, well, because if you've noticed, all of the plants on Puffin Rock are accurate to this region in this climatic zone. Yeah, it's so Haystack Rock, do, it, bro. Oh, my God. Thank God you came on this show. <laughs> I would have never known that. It, yeah. It's seriously one of my favorite shows for Jeff, toddlers. so what I was going to bring was my piece of art that I did for this art show. That has a puffin on it, and I didn't have any idea. Crazy that, small world. Yeah, I'll get it to you. Um, that's bizarre. I'll show you a picture if you'd like to see it. Yeah, that's, I'd love to see it. That's not cool for anybody but you. But so um, okay. So anyway, so, that show is made in Europe. Weird. They made it seriously about Cannon Beach. I mean, that's my understanding. It's beautiful. Is that a gay puffin? <laughs> No, it's well, a, you can't do rainbow it's without a it. Fucking psychedelic puffin. That was absolutely the gayest puffin I've ever seen in my life. Just saying, happy Pride Month. That was a gay puffin. While it pains me to say this, I did a little research, and it does appear that Puffin Rock is not about Cannon Beach. According to Wikipedia. And this is not the only source that I checked. I went to Netflix. I went all over the place. I checked IMDb. According to all these sources, Puffin Rock is an Irish children's television series. And it's based off Puffin Island, which is situated off the Irish coast. There you have it, people. Sorry, Madeline. Didn't mean to throw you under the bus. I know this is hard to swallow, but it's the truth. And the truth is what we want. It's a great show, though. Check it out, if you have kids especially. But also, if you just like Good animation, hand-drawn, beautiful, beautiful. You know, good storyline, good plot. It's a great show. The gorse, the gorse plants they draw on that show are incredible. That's what really got me in the first place. I mean, they got some good thistles too, but that gorse, it's amazing. It's the only time I've ever seen it drawn on TV. Anyway, back to the show. Okay, yeah. That's okay. beautiful. Yeah. That, that's very lifelike. <laughs> yeah, the secret is I was really stressed out about having to paint a puffin, so I printed a picture and painted over it. Oh, so. <laughs> well, that'll do it. Yeah, I think that's okay. I cheated a little bit, but it well, still it's, looks it's badass. semi-found art. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so Puffin Days do, was... Do you do a lot of painting? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my friend Michelle, um, who is so fucking wonderful... She's just a great human being, you know. She's given me so much confidence in my artistic life. You know, she has this studio in Cannon Beach, and it's also also doubles as a little, like, store where she sells her pottery and stuff. And she's uh, done a lot of claymation art for The Simpsons and, like, oh. Elf and shit. Sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, not to name drop or anything, but... She had these friends from L.A. where she lived most a large portion of her life. And she introduced me to them. She's like, oh, she's an artist. And I was like, I'm a what? <laughs> Thank you. Um, so that just, I don't know, it was very validating for me. Because nobody's ever referred to me that that's way before. Title. And I was like, all right. Yeah. I am, actually. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. But she invited me to be a part of this art show. And everybody had their puffin art. And... um. 
we served wine and cider. I told you not and, to talk about that part. <laughs> well, we served wine and cider, and um, I don't know. That's awesome. That was that was great. It was um, her gallery and then Archimedes Gallery in Cannon Beach, and they had um, a couple of foraging outings with uh, Forage and Farm. I don't know if you're no. What familiar. is that? It's um, this dude who forages, and there's probably other people that do it with him, but. Um, they supply locally foraged produce mm-hmm. items, watercress um, and yeah, fiddlehead ferns. Cress, fiddlehead ferns were um, edible mushrooms. I'm sure. Absolutely, wild onions, spruce tips, wood sorrel, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ever eaten that stuff? Uh, yes, and it's I, so good. It's so good. Um, I just made a bunch of laminated. Papardale Papardale <laughs> <Papadale> pasta <laughs> um, with the wood sorrel in it. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. And that was for the foraging dinner. So oh, cool. um, there's the Wave Crest Inn in Cannon Beach. And this was also a part of the Puffin Days celebration. Uh, so it was like 14 people. We did this spectacular menu. Um my boss's creation. This is my pasta that I made. It's got sorrel and nettles and oh. borage in it. So That's cool. Like that's up close. And, and did you s- cut that into noodles? Yeah, cut that into strips this way, so. Yeah. I bet that was pretty. Yeah, it was beautiful. Wow. So, uh, I've never made pasta before. Super easy. Yeah, it looks fun. So, I'm just looking for the menu so I can tell you what was on the I was hiking and I saw a bunch of that sorrel in bloom mm-hmm. and the little flowers. I just assumed they're edible too, which I mean, they are because I ate a bunch of them. They're delicious. Yeah. I think that'd make a really pretty element to a salad. Yeah. Man, there's endless possibilities for forage salads around here. That kind of stuff, I like that's something that comes with getting old, <clears throat> like getting excited about good salads. <laughs> It is. Like, I don't think I ever used to get excited about a good salad. <laughs> Even but though I like, I've always liked salad. Right. But like a really good salad. Is, That's just something that'll make your whole week. It's special. So our menu for the foraging dinner was we made um, arepas, which is a Colombian little corn cake. Ooh. Um, but we uh, did blanched nettles in with the dough. So it was just Okay, like, so I've wondered, how do you use nettles? What I know that they're a popular wild ingredient, but mm-hmm. I've never known how, like I know some people make a tea. You just have to blanch them first. Um, it, is but, it a food or, or a medicinal? Both. Oh. Yeah. Um, you can eat it. You can put it like in pasta. You can make pesto with it. You can make a tea, an herbal infusion. You can make a tincture. But consuming it in any way is going to give you the medicinal benefits. Which are what? Well, see, if I had a brain that was capable of reading things and retaining that information, I'd be able to tell you. <laughs> I should have asked but, Eric Gray because he's an herbalist. Yeah. But I didn't. Well, um, I know that's really high in B vitamins. Hmm. Um, I want to say selenium. Um, if you, you can use it also, the sting. If you, like, womp yourself with some nettles, that's going to um, increase your circulation to whatever area. Mm. that you're stung in 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to... Also um, make you real uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, only for like a half hour, though. And yeah. then... It's weird how that stuff activates your nervous system, though. It's amazing, Cause actually. It, like, it makes you feel anxious and like aggressive. See... Even if... Like just, I, or at least for me, same with bee stings. Mm-hmm. When I get stung by a bee, I, it's the adrenaline rush. Yeah. But um, it makes me feel really keyed up. Yeah. Like, yeah, sometimes I'll take a couple bee stings to the throat just for the kick. <laughs> <laughs> See, I <laughs> will do the nettles just for fun. But like the first time it was really, really uncomfortable and it was on accident. But like after that, when I have intentionally used the nettle sting for like the purpose of healing it has been just like i don't know it's just felt right Mm -hmm. and i don't know i it might have been a coincidence but it's like having this problem in my foot like i messed it up and it i'm certain there was a bone that was causing inflammation, something out of place. Like there was a little click sometimes when there's I walked. There's a ton of moving parts. Yeah, I foot. mean, there's like 200 bones yeah. in a foot. Most of them are tiny. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, and a lot of them are fused but not mobile. So right. It's like they're, it's a joint, but it's not supposed to move. Right. And there's like, so much weird. that can go wrong. Yeah. Um, but I just like hit the shit out of my foot with these nettles, and Cured. I haven't had any problems since. You hear <laughs> Get out there and just start. Womp, your womp yourself with nettles. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe coincidental. It's hard to know. Possibly not. Yeah. Um, but thank you, nettles. But anyway, so the nettle arepas, we did a pulled trumpet mushroom and an apple habanero relish. And the trumpet mushroom was like marinated. Um, Josh smoked it in uh-huh. a smoker and then I think quickly seared it. It was just like pulled pork oh yeah so so good um we did halibut persibes which are the gooseneck barnacle barnacles oh yeah um with morels fiddlehead ferns and um a nettle chimichurri that sounds really good good. then we did the sorrel laminated pappardelle with uh roasted cipollini onions and a wild onion Subi sauce, and uh, he made mushroom lardons, so it was just like the king trumpets mm-hmm. smoked and deep fried, so they were a little bit crispy. Yum. And then uh, I love deep fried mushrooms. That's my favorite way to eat them. Yeah, like a good stuffed morel. Oh yeah, I've actually yeah. never had morels or picked them. They look like they're. Really I've fun never to picked pick. them, but they don't grow around here. It's like east of the mountains. They, they do, do grow right here? here. Really? Yeah. Where? Um, I don't know where specifically burn, burn, areas. burn areas. I know that my uncle has found them um, in the woods behind the Lone Fir Cemetery. Oh. When there was still woods there. Mm-hmm. I think it's been. I haven't been up there in a hot minute, but it was logged last time I was there. Yeah, it's it's um, probably a lot of gorse and scotch broom. Yeah. But yeah, I know morels like like disturbances, so that actually maybe could be good. Yeah. Um. I was just I drove out to Ben and took the Santayam Highway mm-hmm. and seeing all that burn damage was crazy. Lots of morels out that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fires last couple of years have been unreal. I know. I know. I would go into work in the morning, you know, when it was just like red sky and there'd just be ashes on all the tables and it's like That's in your lungs. Well, yeah, it's in your lungs, but also just like how much more apocalyptic can things get? 
a thin layer of ash. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Inside yeah. of the building because yeah. we left the windows open this much. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff lot of to world. be uh, afraid of these days, <laughs> and we have access to information about more Too than we much. could ever consume. Too much. I think about that all the time, just because I have little kids. So it's like. Not only am I afraid that 20 years from now it might it might be hard to ensure security mm-hmm. because of just geopolitical just, problems yeah. and you know financial insecurity, mm-hmm. the dollar maybe yeah. is going to crash. If yeah. you look at a graph of the value of the dollar, doesn't look good. Nope. Um, and then so how do you hedge that? Crypto, not reliable. Right. Like there's just. How the right, fuck small do you stay crypto safe? investments have been crashing recently. Mine as well. <laughs> yeah. As everything. Yeah, we're in good company on that yeah. one. There's not a lot of people in the money right now. No. But that's the, you know, that's, that's, that's what the it is of, of trading. That's what happens. And that's that's people make the big money when they buy in times like now. Yeah. But that's that takes a lot of balls yeah i'm not about to buy anything right now yeah it's uh, who knows if it it's gonna even just to, yeah. keep crashing there's no who knows not me no nope. yeah <laughs> to be completely honest this i i have been like avoiding doing podcasting because i have felt very um pessimistic about the world and i don't like to share that yeah i, I really i it actually bothers me when other people share it too much yeah because i'm just I feel like I'm barely hanging on here. Give me something good yeah. to, to just like get, you know, I don't, I don't want to well, be a source of more negativity in people's day. And, and it's so, it's so much easier to do that because yeah. there's so much available like yeah. as ammunition. But um, yeah, I, I really had a hard time coming up with a list of things to talk about that weren't depressing. Terrible. Well, and I mean, I think that it's just like the truth of the matter at yeah. the moment. Yeah. Like the reality is there's a lot of, sad things going on and like i'm a person who tends to fall to the depressed depressed side of the line anyway but um i find it helpful when i'm able to like talk to somebody and be like am i the only person that's like freaked out by this as a whole yeah exactly like nothing that you can touch taste smell or see (laughs) but it's out there we think probably that's the thing or maybe i'm just asleep in a tank and somebody's playing this in my mind i don't know (laughs) that's where that's where it goes like if you follow any thought pattern long enough you'd be like well what do i even know maybe this is all just a dream yeah it's like well, because we've been fed so much disinformation from every angle. Yeah. It seems very intentional that nobody's sure of anything anymore. Yeah. And it's, it does. It's very disheartening. Like, I don't know. I used to picture the things that I need to keep me safe and secure and, and healthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, a big part of that, even though it's it's difficult for me sometimes, is the social community part of it. it yeah. And just like being a part of something bigger than myself. Being a being a contributor to a group that is also going to contribute to me, mm-hmm. and that maybe a lot of times I don't want to have to do the work, but the act of doing it is going to enrich my relationships. You know what I mean? Just yeah, like, just like a support system. Having a life with people, like mm-hmm. living an existence that involves other people, mm-hmm. and um, that is becoming increasingly di- more difficult. Yeah, because I people agree with are that. Afraid and anxious, and and they question you and. 
everybody wants to take care of themselves and it's just everyone's relying on their base instincts yeah survival we yeah. like to k- take care of yours and your own mm-hmm. and that's uh that's not it's not a recipe for a thriving society it's a recipe for a decline mm-hmm. and that's where that's the way it feels yeah and it sucks I don't, it sucks to see that I want to build a world that is suck. good for our kids. Exactly. Me too. And I want to see them, you know, build community and participate in it and yeah. like have um, multiple multiple lines of support and places they can go, not just physically, but like emotionally and mentally as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost yeah. like we've entered this new chapter in our existence as a species where Everything you do is way more uh, important because it's all visible. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of what you do, at least in your public life, is permanent right? because it's digital. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden we have all these high standards that are supposed to apply to everybody. But nobody's even really 100% sure what they are right? because they're, they're it's inherently just like- different for each person. It's, but but yeah, you're allowed <laughs> to just be mad if somebody doesn't meet yours. Yeah, it's like oh my god, and but, then everybody's so afraid of like not in getting that person mad again mm-hmm. because like the person who's like calling somebody out for being a, a bigot or whatever mm-hmm. when really they just aren't understanding the nuance of the situation. Right, that's not the same thing as calling out actual bigotry. Right, and it's worse. It's like it's 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 like taking the safe option. It's like um. It's almost like a degree of, you know, what do they call it? Like virtue signaling. 100%. Like, and that's like. Disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. Like, can you just shut the fuck up and be about it? Yeah. I don't want to. Exactly. No one needs to know. See your performance. I would like you to just like be part of the movement. Yeah. <laughs> no. And like even that, though, is is like. It's hard to navigate. Yeah, exactly. It's, especially because there's so many different movements and, and just like uh, it, from the white male perspective, we're being told to shut the fuck up a lot these, mm-hmm. these days. Right. And then once you do, silence is violence. And right. It's like, right. What do exactly. We do? Which side Are we allowed do you to choose? have an opinion or not? You have to have the right opinion. Yeah. Which I really do think is, is not possible. It's not possible. No, it's literally impossible it doesn't <laughs> it's not gonna work because people just aren't gonna agree no um yeah and there's a there and that's okay it's like, fine we got to figure out a way to make it work yeah it seems like everything's been driven so polarized that that we're not ever going to come to workable solutions anymore because no one's trying to compromise they're no. trying to win right and that sucks and that's like i am not a competitive person i I'm just either. i just don't I don't feel the need to win or like recognition. Like I don't want it. I don't need it. Um, so I can't. I don't understand that mentality of like I. You know, my my thought, my opinion, my cause is the right one. And how do you know? You don't. Just stay teachable. Like. The, be willing to change your mind people, with new information. Yeah. Most of the time that people think they do know, but... it's all, all they're doing is repeating what somebody else said. Yeah, there's not much original they thought think left. Is really smart. Yeah. And that's it. And they could be just as wrong. Yeah. It's no good. But let's move on. Oops. <laughs> let's move on because okay. I don't want to talk about this depressing shit anymore. <laughs> 
I don't got either. More fun it's, topics. It's, it's sad. Um, okay, let's see. Made you cry in school. <laughs> End times prophecies. Is Elon Musk the Antichrist covered them? Oh, I wanted to say something about Elon Musk. Uh, not really very, I don't know. Um, my neighbor downstairs from me uh, just put up the Time magazine cover with Elon Musk on it. In oh, was her, the man of the year? In her front window. Uh, he probably is. I don't know. I I didn't look at it too much because I didn't want to be like up in her front window. Like, <laughs> But it's just like... um. Everybody's got it wrong about Elon Musk. Or <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, he's tell me, rich white man. <laughs> tell me of your problems. <laughs> I saw a picture of him today, and it looks like he's grown a goatee. I was like, oh no, he is the Antichrist. <laughs> the horns are popping up. And he he's, en- oh. he's entered his evil supervillain phase, <laughs> which he'd make a great one. Oh, People yeah. are always calling him Tony Stark, but he's he's way more like the Green Goblin. I don't understand those references. People will I don't get watch it. Watch movies. People will get it. <laughs> I know. Tony Stark is. They Iron always Man. do. He's I a, never. He's do. a rich billionaire who has lots of fun toys. Okay. Green Goblin is also rich, also has cool toys, uh, but he's evil. Mm, just a different cause. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Also, he was uh, in a different show. He's Spider Man's nemesis. Okay. You don't watch the Marvel movies, huh? I don't really watch any movies. Yeah, I don't watch them either. But I, I, like do, uh, I, try, I do like the lore. I try to like um, keep up just enough to where I can understand what somebody's referencing. Yeah. I knew you were referencing Marvel. That's but, how it started with me, too. But that's... It's been going since I, I don't care enough <laughs> to look any further than that. When I try to watch the movies, they're okay. Yeah. Like I, I can tell they have value. Yeah. That's what I'll say. They have value, but I don't want to watch them. Yeah. I don't want to spend my time doing that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need that in my life. So when I was a kid, we didn't really have consistent television. Mm-hmm. We had like an antenna in a tree. Yeah. And every once in a while on the clear day, if you wiggled the antenna right, you'd get, you know, 45 minutes of Fox. Sure. And, um, <laughs> so, yeah, I had Mad About You, MASH, The Simpsons, all of the classics on, you know, weeknights between 6 and 8 p.m. Yeah. And part of that was like... The times when we didn't have it, because we'd go months at a time without having it at all. Mm-hmm. And so I'd have to, like, just listen to conversations in the cafeteria at school to figure out what the hell was going on yeah. in the world. So I just didn't come off like a total weirdo. <laughs> I was already a church kid. Like, um, Freak! Like, yeah. It was, it, was, uh, it became something that was important to me, to know, just understand pop culture references. Yeah. And I don't know if that is the reason or if, if, if it's just the way my brain works, but... My memory for uh, actors' names and the sound of their voice is crazy good. Really? Yeah. So if I'm watching a, a animated show, I'll be able to tell you who all the voice actors are. Like as as it's it kind goes. of impressive. <laughs> it's weird. I know and, who no one is. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I don't know why it, it happened that way, but yeah, and I also don't remember where we we're talking about what, what we we're talking about. But Elon uh, Musk being the Green Goblin. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. But oh yeah, so I know I've followed the Marvel the Marvel universe. Uh, just by reading articles about the movies before they come out. Okay. Because, uh, like, I, I don't know why. Uh, they, they interest me and I read them and then, then that's it. But I don't watch the movies. <laughs> well, I don't think you're missing much. But no, That's neither here nor there. Other people would disagree. <laughs> people really like those fucking movies. That's like the only movies that are made anymore. They were, they were good enough to push out all other movies. I like, was driving past a theater, I think, and looking at like what the movies were that were playing, Slim I was Dickens. like, 
what is app? Like, I'm so out of the loop. I haven't heard any of these themes or titles. Movies are not I the same as they were when we were kids. I, I don't think not. movies have the prestige that they once did. Because you can make a show that's just as good. Has the same, like, cinematography, same right. same value. But it's like, you can tell way more of a story in 10 episodes that you can right. in two hours. I think that's, that's the problem. All the talents going to TV. Yeah. I which is, right. it's a better medium. You can tell a better story that way. Yeah. There's some great shows. You watch Netflix shows or anything like that? I do. Um, mostly, though, it's just like background noise. Yeah. It's really, I don't know. I have a hard time paying attention yeah. <laughs> the, the whole time and not being like, I could be doing yeah. knitting or whatever. Yeah. You can knit while you watch. But can you really watch can while you, you actually, knit? I don't know. I don't, I don't <laughs> knit. Maybe you can't. There's a lot of counting involved. Oh, and, yeah. Um, just like. You don't want to drop a stitch. Okay, you're doing patterns. You're not just yeah. mindlessly knitting. You're not crocheting. Yeah. Like some newbie. <laughs> well, crocheting is also patterns, but. Oh, okay. So uh, I don't know shit about knitting or crocheting. <laughs> well, I don't either, but I know that I have to count. Not more than me. And that makes it difficult to pay attention to dialogue. So. Before we get too uh, off yeah. of Elon. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day, and the argument basically makes itself. So if for him being. The Antichrist. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So either that or he's like a double agent working as like a, a the front for the shadow government. Yeah. Think about that though. Like he's, so if you're the government, the, like the, the nameless, faceless, the government yeah. who, who's like making all the, these horrible nefarious decisions to all the, you know, all the stuff that conspiracy theorists think. Right. Yes. The evil archetype. The, the things that are probably, it's probable that they're happening. Yeah. <laughs> So part of that is you need to be able to control the populace and control them in what they believe to be the truth mm -hmm. and also how they behave and what decisions they make. That's not easy in this day and age with everybody knowing that the government is, you know, like starting drug wars and doing a lot of shit that they shouldn't do. Yeah. They have zero credibility. So they're like, well, fuck, what are we going to do? We still need to get this control. Just spokesperson. We need somebody cool. Mm hmm get even though elon is a stretch because he's not a cool man like right. but i mean for a maybe. nerd like he's kind of cool he's a lot cooler than bill gates he puts effort into making himself relatable yeah even though he seems to be a neurodivergent brain type of some kind yeah who knows what what type but he's definitely a little bit off of the normal beaten path yeah and that seems to work for him, though. Yeah. And he's, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, so I feel like it'd be very convenient for them to take and be like, all right, we got this guy. He's very intelligent. He's pretty good with money. And he just invented PayPal. And we, we could use did him. Did he invent PayPal? Yeah, he did invent PayPal. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And he sold it. And then um, he bought Tesla with the money. And he bought a bunch of other cool shit, too. I just learned about the ways that Tesla coils are used for uh, skincare. Oh, I haven't heard about that. Oh, yeah. Tesla coils are amazing. Yeah. Google that if you haven't heard of Tesla coils. <laughs> they can be used for skincare. There's some cool YouTube <laughs> videos. Um, and you can build them right in your house. Yeah. But uh, anyway, <laughs> Elon probably knows all about that. But so, I would hope. Yeah. Think about that, though. The government goes to this guy's like, hey, we're going to help you get this car company. And despite the fact that we have allowed Detroit and the major auto manufacturers to completely fucking pulverize any any other company's chances of being successful in electric vehicles, mm -hmm. 
we're going to let them let you make it through. And then poof, bippity-boppity-boom, 10 years later, he's the by far the high, highest valued auto company in the world. Right. More Worth more than all of the American auto manufacturers combined. And that happened over the course of two years. He, yeah. He went from the bottom to the top in two years. It's wild. I was actually like, you know, driving to Beaverton four days a week. I see a lot of cars. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck, I see a Tesla every other car. Yeah. There's so many. They and sell a like, lot. In the beginning, it's just like, a rarity, like yeah, you barely ever <laughs> a see rare them out here. luxury, right? But yeah, yeah, they're wild. normal now. Wild, and because their business model is great, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. They they didn't try to do it the traditional way. They they put their stores in malls. Like, yeah, who? Why? Why has no one else thought of that? You don't need to have three hundred cars available because people are only going to buy one. So like, <laughs> if you have one of each model in your showroom, you're good. Right. And it's really kind of like, you know, just a sign of the times, yeah. honestly, to see that happen and just how different the consumer market is and yeah, the direction that everybody like um, marketing is going. Yeah. It's very fascinating. If you had to control everybody, what are the like the pillars of the of that control would be controlling transportation? Definitely. How people get around, mm-hmm. which Elon has got that on lock on three different levels. Below the ground, he's got the Hyperloop, mm-hmm. high-speed trains, high-speed high speed rail. I think mm-hmm. it's like magnetic-powered or something, too. It's very high-tech. On the ground level, he's got Tesla, full auto-driving cars yeah. uh, that he has full control over. He can make them run into whatever he wants, I'm sure. And in the sky, he's got fucking SpaceX. The guy has transportation on lock yeah. on all three of those levels. I mean, he is the main guy who the government goes to like, hey, we got to get this thing to the space station. Can you please send it up there in yeah. one of your fancy penis shaped rockets? <laughs> and Elon says, fuck, yes, I will. <laughs> it's, yes, I will. So, yeah, that's, that's a lot of control. <laughs> that is a lot of control. And I'm going to guess that's, that a lot of that is government subsidized or done with government grants. Yeah. Uh, I know that he does a lot of fundraising and he's very good at that, too. But. That, that would be hard to believe that there's no government money involved. Like the way that Google Earth, uh, that wasn't organic. That wasn't just some guy's idea. Right. The CIA built that. Right. And then they allowed Google to take over and run it privately mm-hmm. so that they could use it, like so that they could maintain it. And all, the Google CIA relationship is very intricate. I, I would like to know more about it. I would I too, actually. <laughs> I should do a deep dive on that. But it... Have you ever noticed that the Google people aren't celebrities? Like whatever that guy's name yeah, is. Yeah, I have actually. Zuckerberg, Elon Musk. Why? Why are Jeff these Bezos, people getting notoriety? But they're all famous. But these guys from Google who have the biggest company are not. Right. Makes no sense. Why? To me. It's a Google's like a faceless. It's not even a real word, or it is, but, <laughs> but it's a goofy ass word. It's a real word now. Yeah. Was it, isn't it, it like a trillion trillion or something? It's a number? Uh, yeah, it is a number. I don't know what the number is. I remember knowing before Google ever existed, I remember having the fact in my head that the largest number I ever knew was a Google Plus. Yeah. And yeah. that was like a trillion trillion or trillion something. But either way, there's more there than, than meets the eye. Also, all the shit that they have control over uh, is pretty nutty. Yeah. Like they control the internet. Even even the parts of the internet that they don't own, right? It's it's bizarre because there there's a Google blacklist. If a website is on that list, other browsers will not go to it. So 
that Google can block you if you have a website that they don't want to be popular. They'll put you on their blacklist, and Safari won't go there. Really? Like Brave browser won't go there. Yeah. <laughs> they own the internet. Oh, yeah. So in addition to the transportation stuff, he owns energy. So he owns – he could – the amount of damage that this man could inflict on the right. population. It's just like – With the push of a button. teetering. Yeah. It's very dangerous. It's almost like we have walked ourselves into a position with a dictator. Mm-hmm. It's a he's an economic dictator. Yeah, and it's uh, it's a little bit scary, even though I think he's benevolent. I don't think he's the antichrist. I really hope he's not. I really hope he's not. But who knows? He could be benevolent. He could be the antichrist. He could be some level of evil below that. You never know. Be... You never know. He could just be an alien. And that that has been dropped here it would make to uh, give us this technology. That too. Yeah, never know. He looks kind of alien esque. <laughs> does look a little alien esque. <laughs> Bring Grimes into the situation. Oh man, alien ass. <laughs> I listened to her on Lex Friedman's podcast. Yeah, yeah. It was so good. Yeah. I really like her. She's very thoughtful and like I love artists. I yeah. Just, I, I yeah, do. yeah. I just love artists, and she's an artist. It's like absolutely because it's so hard to be that. You're, you have to just give up on anyone ever thinking you're credible. Like, <laughs> to just be able to, she like dives into these ideas mm-hmm. that are, a lot of them very esoteric. Yeah. Or just straight up weird. Yeah. And um, is unapologetic about it. Yeah. It's very hard to do that. Yeah. Absolutely I, I it, it is. I, I have to, to just say, I have this passion, yeah. this drive. I need to do this for yeah. my happiness. It's and not I'm, easy. I'm doing it. And then just put it into the world. Not easy. No. But and she talked about like that process, too, of of just um, like he, Lex kept trying to get her to talk about music. And she's just like, I'm not really in the music brain right now. I'm mm-hmm. just I'm thinking about other stuff. Mm-hmm. And that just that alone. It's like she's on a podcast. She's a famous musician. It would be really hard not to feel obligated to talk about music on this podcast. But I like a brain that will just go off and follow the dopamine yeah. to where it wants right. to go. Right. It's very interesting. It but, is. Um, oh, yeah. We're on Elon. The So they have a baby, right? I think. Or two? Two. Two. One maybe cooking. Yeah. So she's probably a very strange and eccentric person, too, because he's definitely. And their life would have to be very weird if he's running all these companies and, you know, having meetings with the CIA. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, yeah. He's also got Neuralink. We didn't even talk about that. So he's got transportation. Freaks me out a little too much. <laughs> energy unlock. The internet. So what happens when the standard, you know, legacy media corporations start to go down? We have Starlink. Mm-hmm. Starlink will save the day. Mm-hmm. It's satellite internet. You can get it anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't even need all those other companies. So now, now we're down to just having Elon Internet. And, like, think about that. If the car companies go down... It's like taking like, away... He's taking over the world. It's a monopolization. Like, it's planet. all it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's going to start popping Neuralink into people who will allow it. And they will probably be beating down his doors to get it. And that's that's the end. That's the ne- that's the dawn of the next chapter. That's yeah, when... That's, absolutely. They will be the new elite. The, the people with the chips versus the people without the chips. And the proletariat masses who can't afford the chips or who don't want them for religious or, you know, commonsensical reasons <laughs> will be the poor, 
dirty masses. Yeah. And they the serfs. have no other choice. <laughs> Farming mud. In Elon's world. <laughs> so chip me up, Elon. I'm ready. I don't know. Would you get it? I let's don't say know, let's man. say there's a, they're doing a temporary I thing. I can't it's make a, a theoretical decision. You can't? <laughs> I can't. I can't even make a Hell no. I can't, make a I can't follow step by step directions, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hypothetical decisions are just as hard as real life ones. Harder, I think. Yeah. You if, can waffle too much. <laughs> if you had a, a one week opportunity to go get the Neuralink before it is uh, widely available and it's free, but you ha- you're a beta tester, would you do it? I mean, this thing is sweet. It, it's basically everything your smartphone does except zero lag time. It's instantaneous, and it, and there's no interface. It's just noetic. So you just know the answers. You don't have to, like, read them off a screen. Does that make sense? The, the knowledge is just recall. within you. Um, fuck. That'd be cool. <laughs> You'd be able to do any kind that of artistic cool. technique you ever – like, well, could you existence. though? Yeah, you. So it, it affect your nervous system to the point where you. Too. Oh my god! Motor control too. You'd be so good in bed. Oh my <laughs> god! You well. Like you'd be good at every sport. You'd be a, an excellent musician. Uh, it would make you superhuman. But then that comes back to the question: What's the point if that's everybody? It wouldn't be. That will definitely. <laughs> I guess in the future. I don't know. That's think, a very difficult question to answer for me. Yeah. Well, you're going to give some stuff up. Yeah. You're you're going to give up your pain. Per- okay. <laughs> I give that, up my pain? I could never. <laughs> honestly, no. I don't think we could. And that's something that we'll probably learn through experience. I just finished yeah. this book uh, called Dopamine Nation. Yeah. It's like Anna Lemke. And it's all about the pleasure-pain balance mm-hmm. and how they're very much on a, a, a balance. Yeah. Just like- the, the higher you load the pain side of the balance, the higher the rebounding effect from pleasure will be. And Absolutely. I, I talked about this in the Patreon, but the the pleasure-pain balance is another way to just describe homeostasis. Yeah. And it, just trying to find equilibrium within a, a workable range. And that shit is so, like, crucial. Like, And you feel it. When your life is too comfortable for too long, you start to feel very worthless. Yeah. And like, what the fuck am I doing here? I don't, yeah. I don't need just like... It's not what it's, it's for. Boring. Yeah, it's not what life's empty. for. Empty. Yeah. Meaning is whatever we make it. Exactly. Like, things don't have meaning unless we embed it in them. Right. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would go Neuralink. I really don't. I just. I think. I I would like to think that maybe I might try it. Yeah, you. It's probably re- reversible. But what life would be off of gray what, I mean, I just. That'd be. Or would it be? Well, I just think that if we had that kind of control. I feel like it wouldn't be authentic to be able to just do these things. You know, yeah. if I want to hone a craft, I want to hone it because I put the effort in. And that's where the meaning comes from. Exactly. Is that work? Like, I've struggled through this, and this is the reward I get. If we're looking at it from that aspect, totally, and that does, but, and that means something. Yeah, and if well, because you could, you could print that puffin picture off the internet, and you have the picture, and it could look awesome, but you didn't make it, right? But when you drew it and you painted it, and like you added to it mm-hmm. your art, it becomes something different, and it's something that only exists because you made it exist, and that there's something very special about that process. Yeah, and that would be all gone. You'd you'd be like a computer program. Yeah. 
too it's a little clean. too binary for me. Yeah, not messy enough. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of, of us is that we are a messy creature. Fucking messy is so messy. Oh, my God. In all of the best ways. <laughs> yeah. Like, if if things become too cut and dry, I, I lose interest completely. I was like, I don't... There's nothing to figure out here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no puzzle. Clearly been solved. There's no puzzle. Get me out. I'm over it. <laughs> Do you want to have another one of these drinks? I would love to. You too. This is actually going really well. I'm glad you think so. I. This is the way I like it to go. Yeah, it feels very organic yeah. and good and like, I don't know, I'm not yeah. here to prove a point, man. <laughs> uh, lately I've been thinking about not even doing this anymore. Just because I was uh, kind of doing Just, a lot of, why? why? Yeah. That it's about to be summertime. The sun is shining. <laughs> yeah. But I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm very fickle. Good tequila, but I don't either. it's not bad. I don't know the difference. Do you want another lemon wedge? I got now squeeze this one out. <clears throat> it is very freaky. There, I'm sure they're already in. Yeah, I don't know what, what to think. Like, it's hard to project into the future what the future is going to look like. Yeah. I have no idea because it's fucking weird right now. It's really fucking weird. I want to believe it's just like um, a turning point yeah. and it's going to go up. I hope so. <laughs> but we'll see. And we're back. My lemon just squirted me in the face. <laughs> mm. This tastes good. It does. So how how much do you get involved with politics? Do you follow stuff? Do you like pay attention to what the Senate's doing? Do you know who's running for things? I don't. Like, who's our state representative? I don't fucking know. I don't know who our state representative is. I am um, fairly detached, I would say. And I think it's because... Um, It doesn't make me excited. <laughs> I have a hard yeah. time feeling interested in it. I know it's important. Anyway. A lot of it's bullshit anyway. I don't believe in it. Like, not like I don't believe it exists, but like I don't. Um, like the way that I don't have faith in it during World War Two, like loved their government. Yeah. At least it was what we're told. Like the right. great, the greatest generation. <laughs> the narrative is. So uh, so they're called the greatest generation. They were great at loving the government, right? Mm-hmm. What else? I don't like, There's got to be other great, great things about them. Yeah. Um, they, they bought all the cheap houses, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they had lots of babies. They had too many babies. Yeah. I think uh, that uh, China had the right idea with the limits. Yeah. Yeah. The two, two is good. I think. I mean, sorry, Mills, but, you know. Oh yeah, we have a child with the same name. Oh yeah, we do. <laughs> it's what's do you ever what did you have any nicknames for her? Cuz our, our Mills. Is, you do call her Mills. <laughs> yeah. It's hard not to. Yeah. But I don't she told me the other day not to call her that anymore. Yeah, you know, my Amelia did the same thing. Um 
when she was younger because she's not really a nickname kid. And I wasn't a nickname kid, you yeah. know? So, fine. She can be called what she wants. And it's Amelia. Yeah. It's a beautiful name. It is. It's a great name. I love that name. And I was, when I was pregnant, I was searching for, you know, old-fashioned names that weren't popular. And then, like, the year she, she was born, it was, like, number three. Really? On the 100 list or whatever. <laughs> it's like, well. Yeah. I don't remember exactly how I chose it or where it came from. I just remember that was a similar criteria. I wanted mm-hmm. to, something that was traditional but mm-hmm. not overused. Like there are some names out there that um, are traditional but like they will never come back. Yeah. Like what's one? Like uh, who's the f- the friend on I Love Lucy, the neighbor? Ethel. Ethel. You're never going to see any little girls named Ethel again. That'd be sounds... real cute though. Yeah. I like the name Ethel and Esther. Esther's different. That's a cute one. That's yeah. biblical. Yeah. Is Ethel biblical? No. That sounds chemical. <laughs> it sounds like ether. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, think you'll yeah, have any I more like, kids? Um, no. No. I don't. Um, I had my tubes tied five years ago. Maybe a little bit longer ago. The years go by fast. So, <laughs> yes. The days are long, but the years are short. Yeah, um, yeah so, I got the old snippet clip, you know, too. Probably not. I probably won't either. <laughs> well, that's no, not a good question then. Um, We're both infertile. Well, that's all right. Oh, We're both going you, to shit anyway. <laughs> I actually have a, a one that falls right along with our oh, topics. Yeah? Okay. Uh, the Mandela effect. Yeah. What is this? This is new, right? Do you remember ever hearing about that before five years ago? No. So if you haven't heard, the Mandela effect is named for the phenomenon where there are massive numbers of people with basically incorrect memories or memories that do not jive with the rest of the collective consciousness. The term was coined after a lot of people, like thousands of people, were able to remember hearing about Nelson Mandela dying in prison in the 80s. They were convinced that this man died. And then years later, he's like been president of South Africa and all this stuff. Like People are like, wait a minute, I thought he died. And they're like, which that happens. People are just old, old fashioned wrong a yeah. lot of the time. But it happened on when such a phenomenon level, like that. Yeah, that it was like thousands and thousands of people. Then it became a thing. And that's now it's known as the Mandela effect. And there are countless examples now of things that just are just a little bit off that people remember differently. And uh, a lot of people on the Internet are convinced that it's because of glitches in the matrix or the uh, switching of timelines or or some kind of simulation issue or some kind of thing that is unexplainable by traditional scientific standards. Mm -hmm. What do you think of all that? I I think it's you know, is is real? I think it's real. Is that like you don't have to say like if you're uh, um, like you're not going to be uh, – I don't – I don't know. You can have lots of different opinions about the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that – I think there are people that misremember things. I think that there is misinformation that's intentionally given to change the narrative. I think that um, there are large groups of humans or uh, corporations that would say, that's not real. Why would you think that? To cover up something for – any purpose. Lots of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of different reasons. Um, so I think it absolutely happens. I know there was something just recently, and I can't recall now what it was, and I was thinking, 
there's no way that I'm remembering that incorrectly. Like, I've got a pretty decent memory for most things. Um, I wish I could recall it. That's a, psycho- a psychological but, finding that fucks with me is the, the correlation between your confidence in a memory and the accuracy of the memory right. is very weak. Yeah. That fucks with me a big time. Yeah. I'll be like, I'm positive I remember it this way. Yeah. It was something that was like, I, I, I knew, though, you know, like at one point in my life, I don't know what it was. I sound like an idiot now because I'm like, I know it was right, but I don't know what it was. <laughs> but, Do you remember the changed. movie Kazam? Yes. Or Shazam? Yes. So some people remember that movie being Shaq. Who become a ge- became a genie, and other people remember it being um, Sinbad. Sinbad. Yeah. What? That's so weird. Like, so it's I definitely I, Sinbad. I I remember Shaq. <laughs> I went to the movie with my dad and my brother. I have very clear memory of watching it with at Michael Leach's house as a, as a junior high student, <laughs> and like on the cover, it was Sinbad, like the name, everything. When we recorded this part, I remember thinking that I had done research and seen that there actually was two movies, but I'm kind of tripping right now because I'm as I'm editing this, I just went and did a double check and there is not only is there no Sinbad Genie movie, there's an article I found from an NBC News affiliate that is about Sinbad's children doing an interview and it's crazy. It they're like apparently there's this has been going on for a long time and his kids are absolutely certain that their dad Sinbad never made a genie movie. It's really bizarre. Uh anyway, if you want to check out the article, I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes. It's called What Sinbad's Kids Want You to Know About Shazam and it is fucking trippy. Anyway, I did see the Shaq version and it was great. It rained candy bars. Loved it. Back to the show. Like, it's this. This is exactly like it. it's so strange. But so there, are, there are multiple <laughs> ways to interpret that the the disconnect, and it could be that maybe both of those movies exist. Yeah, and we bo- like I there saw was a Sam and a Kazam. <laughs> yeah, and they, is that the case though? I don't know. What movie because then later doing that? there was another movie that was called Shazam. Just in the last five years. Oh yeah, there was with that. The and white that's guy. I think what brought up all of the yeah. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, because and then people are like, well, no, that's the same title as that movie with with Sinbad. Yeah. Like, no, that was the Cherokee Kid. Like, no. <laughs> no. But the Cherokee Kid is a Sinbad classic. I think it's been erased from the internet. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> the yeah. What's another Google? What's happening? Effect. Um, Berenstein, Berenstein oh, yeah. Bears. Did you read those books as a kid? Yeah, I did. Was it Steen or or Stain? I have no idea. See, it was always Stain to me. But I always thought it should have been Steen. It's like yeah. what kind of a name is Baron Stain. Yeah. So I do remember that. So I don't know. There Yeah. There's also so much potential on the internet for people to just uh lie and oh, yeah. and say that they're like especially on something like this where it's like, I want to get on that bandwagon of some cool, weird shit happening. Yeah. I'll pretend that I thought it was this. You know what I mean? Just yeah, like, exactly. Or, or people who are so deluded that they just don't even know that they're f- like fooling themselves. Right. And so there's always that too. Being a human is tricky. <laughs> it's very tricky and it's getting it's very harder. very complex. It's getting harder all the time. It is. It's fun. It's, it's fun. It is fun if you, if you have drugs. 
I don't know. Yes, I agree. But it can be. Drug saved my life. <laughs> you know, they could be pretty powerful tools. Yeah. I, um, yeah, just talking to some people after Hannah's wedding the other night, I was saying, like, you know, it's probably different for me because I've never had a real negative, um, like, long term issue with drugs. Like, I've never, it's never negatively impacted my life in a lasting way. <laughs> That's so, great. I feel pretty fortunate and that I've been able to. Well, you know, I never even smoked weed until I was 18. That's exactly what people should do. Yeah. Uh, no kid should be smoking weed. No, absolutely not. Like, there's no reason to. It, be a kid. Everybody was telling me, like, oh, you would hate mushrooms. You would hate them. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to do that. But yeah. That's a good way to make somebody hate mushrooms. At 27, I was like, what are you talking about? I fucking love mushrooms. <laughs> people don't know. No, and I don't. I could see how it would be interpreted that I'm like a this fucking sensitive, sad person. I probably shouldn't take mushrooms when I'm maybe a if you're weak-minded, yeah, or or just chronically afraid, yeah. Then yeah, but you don't seem like you're that person. Like you, think I don't think so. Totally, like you're capable of going in, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. looking around a little bit, yeah, poking around, asking questions. I would say definitely. That stuff, I do not think that everybody should do it. I don't Absolutely think it's for everybody. Not. But for the people who need it, it's great. Yeah. It really is a doorway into yourself that you may not have known was there. Right. And that's, it's, it can be very powerful. Well, it, may, it allows you to look at uh, situations in your life objectively. Yeah. And not be like distraught about them. You can detach And just say emotionally. like, oh man, like it's okay that I felt this way because that's a normal response but like you're safe now mm-hmm. and it's it's all right <laughs> yeah. you don't have to be um you don't have to protect yourself from that anymore and you can move on i feel a very powerful connection to a higher power mm-hmm. during those kind of events and i mean you could i imagine that it will manifest itself differently depending on what you believe or, or what your own personal belief structure looks like. But, I've seen God when I'm high. Oh, yeah. I've, <laughs> I've seen God in multiple different forms. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's it's always delightful. Yeah. And it's never... And you always like, know what it is. Yeah, yeah. There's like, undoubtedly, it, it's like, oh. The familiarity it, uh, that is there is very much like, Almost like it's been behind the scenes forever mm-hmm. and because it has. It's like, within you. It, it is. It's <laughs> like that's the foundational thing. That's our essence of humanity that mm-hmm. makes us special. Mm-hmm. And it's you can, you know, it, it can come out in a lot of different ways. But I had one in particular experience that was very profound where I had been very, very stressed about work. I had been doing a lot of research and writing. And um, I think I was also in grad school at the time while I was working. So I was which I didn't end up finishing, but I was just doing, I was doing too much (laughs) and um, I was overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I decided that during this time I, I needed a, I needed to unplug the modem Mm -hmm. and, you know, shake the snow globe. Yeah. Reset. Yeah. During the experience at one point I, and like time is weird. So it doesn't, it's not linear all the time. If you, if you detach yourself from linear time when you're trying to recall a trip, mm-hmm. it becomes much easier Yeah, because it's, <laughs> it's flashes and yeah. moments and feelings. Things and just happen. But at one point or another, I was suspended above, like above the room that I was in. I was in a hotel room and I could see 
myself like freaking out, panicking about all this little shit that didn't matter. Yeah. And I knew so I would like I was so confident and in the knowledge that that stuff was unimportant and like the level of pain that, and suffering that I was undergoing. Like give yourself a break. Yeah. And it was so profound. And I was I was like watching myself panic and Jesus was with me. <laughs> and like like I said, it'd probably be different for people who don't believe in Jesus. But I believe, yeah. I believe in Jesus. So yeah. Jesus was there. And he's like, dude. Look at your dumb ass just <laughs> panicking about nothing. Right. Like treat yourself like you would a kid. Like give yourself love and compassion yeah. the way you would a child. Yeah. Like, why don't you deserve that? Why don't you feel that you deserve the same love that you would give to somebody else? Mm-hmm. And it was a really big moment. I think about that all the time. And I did not bring a whole bunch of other nuggets of truth back from that trip. Mm-hmm. You can't. Right. There's, like there's I don't have a pen. There's nothing to write shit down <laughs> with. It's just like, sorry, that's I'm going to have to just try to remember and just live it. But, well, that's huge. Yeah. But I did bring and that enough. back and it and it it's it helps me. To this day it helps yeah. me. And it's been years. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So little things like that can be so groundbreaking when mm-hmm. you just need to just to tweak your your view a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, I had a similar experience and I was I was just laying in my bed in my bedroom and I've got a window by my bed and I'm looking out into the night sky and looking at the stars and like a fucking beam of binary code came like in through my bedroom window and carried me up into the sky with it. And just like, I don't know, I got to observe myself and I got to um, all of the memories in my walls (laughs) like came to me and like spoke to me and was just like made clear some purpose and situations in my life and um you know it wasn't jesus but it was same dude <laughs> yeah Probably it was it dude. was jesus as same i know energy him, yeah. you know and it's just i don't know how else are you gonna get that it's very hard <laughs> yeah like you can, there are ways yeah but... you can spend a life um in as a monastic like Sitting in a cave meditating, so right? That will do it. That will do it. That'll do it. But um, you can also just really focus and take a few drugs. Yeah, <laughs> get it in a couple days. Exactly. But I think there's value in both. Yeah. Like the only reason we know that you can do that other ways is because people have done it. Exactly. And that's and shared crazy. that information. Yeah. That I would. Crazy. I would like to try uh, MDMA assisted therapy for trauma. Yeah, yeah. I think that it would be very. Well, fun. <laughs> and also like healing. Oh my god. Like I really I really like the the idea of how the therapy works. Yeah. I was reading about it and you basically I mean that's what it was originally yeah. formulated for. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's so funny. I saw a meme or something that was like laughing or making fun of people that were using MDMA for therapy and I'm like, but but this is that's they used purpose. to sell it called they called it empathy. Yeah. That was the exactly. name of the drug before it became a street drug. Yeah. Yeah. They were using it in marriage counseling before they ever used it at raves. Yeah. It works great for both. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It really is a fantastic chemical. It, like truly. Truly. Uh, it's very powerful. <laughs> well, I was at a rave once and I had taken MDMA and uh prior to it 
taking effect, I was like, I am the oldest fucking person here. (laughs) What am I doing with my life? Like these kids are running into me and this is just not fun. And then I was like, oh, we're all just having fun. You just melted into <laughs> the world. Like, oh, it's all right. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. That's you the know? best thing that drugs do. Yeah. They erode that illusion of of difference. Yeah. That illusion of separateness. Well, yeah, you can. It makes connection easier. And that's all simply. we all want. Yeah. Really. At the very like, that's a survival. And sometimes need. you build up a wall inside yourself that you don't even realize or recognize that you're doing. And you're like. <laughs> yeah. You need to shake those cobwebs off. <laughs> yeah, and it feels great. Yeah. And you realize things like, okay, it's okay to sometimes be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you realize things about how it's okay to let people... Know be, you a little bit. Yeah, th- let people be able to hurt you. Like, yeah. Even if it's risky and it and it's sometimes well, it's, yeah, you it's get like hurt. Yeah, the uh, risk-benefit ratio. Like, yeah. <laughs> It, but it, it it opens you up to being able to see that we need both sides of the coin, mm-hmm. like the yin and the yang and all that. It's it's yeah. it's a crucial part of the system. Yeah. If, if everything is good, it's not good anymore. Well, it goes back to the pain and pleasure equilibrium. Yeah. Like you can f- learn to appreciate the really um, shitty dark sides of life um, because of the joy that you get from the good side. Like, yeah. Same. It's what it brings mm-hmm. is always beneficial. Yeah. Even when it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> which a There's lot always of it a lesson does. to be learned. Pain is painful. It is painful. It brings good things usually. And that's like uh, the, what is it? The It's been going around the internet a lot. I can't, can't remember exactly how it goes. Good times make weak men or something like, something about how when pros, prosperity brings about like weak men, weak men bring about no, fuck it. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. Can't do it. Can't can't come up with it. But um, I think I've read what you're trying to too say. Too much but... of a good thing is a problem. Yeah. Too much prosperity is a problem. Yeah. Because it, it, we no longer have anything to resist us. Right. And, like to push up against and, and work for. Mm-hmm. Like people get... And it brings a great disconnect within your community. Yeah, and a level of entitlement that is un, un, like you can't meet the need. The people yeah, people become so entitled when they're so used to just having everything handed to them that they'll never be happy. Right. Like you can never meet that need. Yeah. Because there's always you could always ask for more. Yeah. It's like got to be happy with what you got. It's it's hard to, to try just to try to be a human and be happy with what you have while still. Looking to the future. Yeah, keep, striving keep for something more, yeah. uh, but not being, like, too greedy about it. Yeah, or... not dwelling on the past, but don't forget the past because then you're doomed to repeat it. Like <laughs> all these counteracting cliches. Yeah. But they're true. They're all true. They're true. That's the game. You no, know, we're just, like, giant fucking kindergartners crawling around and bumping into walls. Like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> what do I era. do now? <laughs> well, maybe I'll try this way. Yeah. Oh, that didn't work. I'll no. do it another way. Fill down stairs. Yeah, exactly. We'll just get back up and try Climb it again. Back up. It's okay. Um, we put great oh, expectations on I ourselves. Talk about crystals. <gasps> okay. So I, I'm, I know very little about crystals, but me too. Uh, TikTok <laughs> has been showing me stuff. So I think I'm supposed to get into crystals. 
<laughs> I should have brought you some. Um, I God. well, just <laughs> this sorry. alone is what got me into it. So somebody chewing on um, wintergreen breath savers in the dark, chew on those. They make sparks. You can see oh, yeah, visible yeah. light in mm-hmm. in them. And I I saw a video of that and I was astounded. I was like, <laughs> what? But from this candy? Yeah. And so I did a little bit of research and. The way that happens is so there's molecules in there and they get separated and the electrons want to go to both places. So they bounce back and forth Mm -hmm. and it shows glowing light. And that was really cool. And then so while I was looking into how these wintergreen lifesaver candies light up, (laughs) I noticed that quartz does the same thing. Yeah. Uh, And it looks very similar. It's a very similar effect. So you take two pieces of quartz and rub them together really hard in the dark, they will crackle and glow like sparks, but without producing heat. Just that in itself. It's like, all right, I'm in. I mean, yeah. You know anything cool about crystals that I I uh, would be impressed with? You know that all matter has energy, I think. Yeah, (laughs) all matter has energy like it's made of everything vibrates yeah exactly everything's operating on a vibration on a wavelength Um, and I just think crystals are no different Um, they have a life to them Um, they've been embedded in the earth which has tons of energy you know they're in water that is just can produce so much energy. Like, you ever just stand in a creek barefooted and just feel, like, totally fucking rejuvenated? Oh, like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, I'm cleansed. I'm, like, alive again. <laughs> sun's beating yeah, on you. It's There's just nothing better. Ice-cold water over your feet. Beautiful. Um, I, You know, you would have to look into it more than I know um, to know, like, what frequencies that each individual crystal is operating Yeah, it's on. all very quantifiable. But, yeah, um... Obviously, like if you have those in your home, around your home, in your pocket, on your person, in jewelry, that's going to affect your aura, you know? Yeah. So. Do you feel embarrassed using that word? Absolutely not. You looked like you did. (laughs) Well, I don't actually feel embarrassed. I know that. um, You shouldn't. It's often looked at as bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> when I use the word aura, but half like, of the things I want to say, I don't say because yeah. people because it just automatically will turn some people off. Well, right, exactly. It makes it like so hard to talk about. Usually, people are going to roll their eyes and be like, "Oh, yeah. it's like, oh, what? You don't exist. You're not real." I want to use you aura don't specifically have... all the time because I pick up on people's energy mm-hmm. really exactly. bad. I, I I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> I wish that I didn't because it's uh, it makes it really hard to just feel my own feelings yeah because when i'm in a room with somebody who's putting off really powerful energy whether that's positive or negative so you should get some black i reflect onyx. it black onyx huh black onyx. what does black onyx do like, uh black uh like obsidian black tourmaline and obsidian yeah okay and black onyx like those I are all obsidian. like uh energy deflectors negativity deflectors I, like. I totally that that completely makes sense implicitly yeah that like when you look at a piece of obsidian it's all shiny you know it's smooth it does look like it reflect just bounce shit, shit right? right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas something like uh, like quartz, where you can see through it a little bit, it's like it's got its own essence. I don't know. Quartz is one that they say like can be used for whatever purpose you need. Mm. You know, I so. used it for making countertops. Well, and it's working great. Wonderful. Yeah. Good energy in there. <laughs> Good energy. Good. I'm glad. Um, yeah, I mean, that's about all I have to say on the topic. Also, they're super pretty. They are. Yeah. <laughs> and you can find like the in hydro ones that have little pockets of water in them. And that's pretty cool. That's, 
humans just like to have stuff. Yeah. Like we like cool little knickknacky stuff. Yeah. And so when you can come up with a system to kind of overlay over that existing Here's drive, a justification for my stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and especially one that you can get really into. Yeah. So like you like with specific which minerals have what kind of like frequencies. Yeah. I could, I could see that becoming a, a very fun hobby. Yeah. It and it's good. also one of those things that people like to uh, just poo-poo away. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, shit. This is Crystals. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. It's fake witchy magic. Yeah. But it's not pseudoscience. Like, no, It's really not. I mean. I mean, it could be. Pseudoscience is a specific thing. It just means science. It's not done with scientific rigor. Yeah. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean it's not real. It just means it doesn't conform to the laws of the scientific method. Yeah. Like, it, uh, things like... Um, Telekinesis. That is not something that it, that will fit within the traditional scientific model mm-hmm. because it's it's so like part of part of the idea is like the observer effect and and when wh- how much of an effect that has like that's if telekinesis is real mm-hmm. it's working through the observer effect yeah because like the act of observing something is going to have an effect on it but the observers of that effect could have some kind of a blocking mechanism. You know right. what I mean? There are some things that you just can't study by traditional methods. Right. And you won't ever be able to. Right. So to just write those things off is foolish. Right. It, it, because our tools don't work to, to understand them. So I don't, I think that's lazy. Uh, and a lot of people are very quick to just disregard anything that isn't, you Well, know, it requires a longer thought process. And it's, it's it, not definitive. Yeah. You have to be open to some of the mystery. Which is really all I give a fuck about. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> like if if it's already a closed book, I don't I don't want to open it. Like I like the mystery. Yeah, I'm a seeker of that mystery for sure. Like I, um, so I made friends with this gentleman who's in his seventies um, that used to come in to work every single day and have his mushroom soup. He. You know, everybody just hated him when I started working there. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be nice because why are we being mean? Um, But we've, you know, we've bonded and gotten closer over the last couple of months. And I've been making him some soup. And he really, really wanted to um, try psychedelic mushrooms. So I helped him with that. And he's like, I've having all of these memories come back to me that I have been trying to hold on to for years. And he started telling me all these book titles that he wanted to reread. And he was getting them from the library. And I ordered him a couple of them off of Amazon. And like, he's been rereading these books and um, having me read them after he's done with them. And they're all about like, this man and his wife and like their assistants and she is a medium and she can communicate with other realms <laughs> and um it's just really interesting and he's very very excited about it and into it and do you believe in, in those oh yeah in ghosts yeah ghosts. <laughs> mediums abilities and things like that yeah absolutely i i kind of do in a way but 
in a skeptical way. Yeah. Like, I think that it's not impossible to contact beings from other dimensions. Yeah. I think that seems reasonable. Yeah. To be able to confirm that they are a former human seems a little bit more of a stretch. Yeah. Like, I would be a little concerned of of deception. If, yeah. If that is something, if there are beings, multidimensional beings that you can contact, and if some of them are former humans and some of them aren't, the Which chance... I think is- more than likely. Yeah. If, if the premise is true, then this could follow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the chances of deception would be fairly high. Yeah. Like with dark spirits getting being like, oh, yeah, I'm your auntie. Mm-hmm. Remember the time when I told you that I liked your vest? And they're like, <laughs> she really did tell me. <laughs> she, really? she really she loved my vest. <laughs> and you know what I mean? And yeah, like, absolutely. Kill your mom. I hated that bit. <laughs> There's a lot of, I mean, accounts of things like that happening as yeah, well. Yeah. So I don't fuck with that spooky shit. No, you know, I don't want to seek it out. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting to learn about. And Very. I've had, I've definitely had experiences where I'm like, ghost. well, that was a ghost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so <laughs> we're just going to live with that now. But um, have you seen a ghost or heard a ghost? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seen uh, or heard? Heard. That seems more common. And, and I mean, seen in the sense that I've seen the negative space they're taking up, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I think seeing, when you're talking about ghosts, is any effect that they may have in the physical world. Like mm-hmm. a gust of wind with no source. Yeah. That could be seeing a ghost. Right. I think, or a door that slams shut in a house that was built after 1975. Yeah. Because you know? old houses are gusty. Yeah. They're going to slam. Yeah. But a new place, happens. you know, who knows? You know, I worked at a hotel in Ocean Park for a handful of years, and I always worked the evening shift. So I was there till midnight or so. And above the office space was like this hallway that was rooms on either side. You know, you know how a hotel is. Traditional creepy <laughs> hotel. Yeah. Um, just hear footsteps running up and down. The hallway. It's like dead of winter, totally empty. Like the doors are locked. Nobody can go up there and get in there. You know, we'd always go check. Nobody's there. Mm-hmm. Where are those footsteps coming from? You know? Yeah, that's very like spooky. you'd see like depressions in the beds rise. Yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> that's very it's creepy. Really, really creepy. I think about that when I'm watching home renovation shows. Yeah, people are like, uh, they buy those really old disrupting. houses. Disrupting. I don't. I even the really cool old houses. I'll walk around. I'll look. I mean, I would not want to live in one. Even a really nicely kept one. I don't want to live in a place where like there's decades. There's and secrets decades. in the walls. Exactly. No, I. <laughs> That I think is something that is very it's trapped energy. Like yeah. it's just especially in wood. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think, I, I think wooden wooden stuff holds memories, just like water. Yeah. Like uh, it's, I'm make, starting to make myself sound crazy, but um, <laughs> oh no, it's all right on track. Well, I just I just <laughs> like, don't know. I I just don't know. I'm yeah. open to everything I yeah. don't know is not true. Well, and I feel like for a lot of things, there's a a source that it comes from. And most things aren't just bullshit. Like there's an evolution of knowledge. A grain of truth somewhere Yeah, yeah, exactly. And finding out where that is is a little bit tricky for some things, but... Yeah. Well, that's like the the rates of these uh, phenomenological things, like telekinesis. Mm-hmm. So there may be a thousand people in the country right now who will claim that they can 
you know, pick up a feather off of a table mm-hmm. us- using telekinesis. Out of that thousand people, maybe 950 of them are just liars. Right. Maybe 20 of them are crazy. Yeah. And maybe just one of them can actually lift up a fucking feather with his mind. Yeah. Who knows? I'm open to that possibility. Absolutely. But like, that given, doesn't seem... given the breakdown of those demographics, the chances of us understanding that on a societal level before <laughs> accepting it... Impossible. Never going to happen. <laughs> no. So that leaves it We can't open. even accept that women need rights. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We're full humans. <laughs> I haven't got into that yet, but I'm, I'm about to do a deep dive on that topic. I'm excited to hear about it. Yeah. I, it's, that's another thing that's very discouraging. I can't believe that we've actually gone backwards on yeah it just seems so fucking crazy like I don't know I mean as I, a I woman in society problem. I'm not super surprised but like as a human in society I am yeah. you know and also I don't know if like the the debate as it's presented to me is even the real debate exactly because there's so much exactly. of that shit too with writers on bills and and just a misrepresentation of what the actual debate is right like, I have a feeling like let's it, get to know what this actually means instead of yeah. just having a knee jerk reaction and yes. thing well because that's all that the media is going to portray it as is something right. that will give them a knee jerk reaction right. for more clicks right but that's not helping anybody it's certainly not. The country as a whole. No, absolutely but, not. And, and this is a, definitely a complex issue, but it could easily be something very bullshitty. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the debate is about states' rights and right. it's not actually about women's right to choose or whatever. It's about state sovereignty. Yeah. And you're not hearing that. Right. And because that's that's another issue. I think it's a bit of both. Important. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But you don't get that nuanced argument and there's not really a platform for it. Like yeah. not on TV, at least. It seems like it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty swept under the rug. I mean, regardless of what the actual issue being debated right now is, I'm always going to, you know, fight or, you know, fight. I'm going to um, post memes that align with my beliefs. That is how (laughs) it's about. um, Fuck, man. If I didn't have a kid, I'd burn some buildings down. But, like. (laughs) Yeah, you got to be responsible and you got those people depending on you not going to jail. Exactly. But, yeah, I get that. There's a lot of fucked up things going on. The women's rights stuff is is a surprise to me. I will say that. I yeah. did not expect that. I really didn't. And I, maybe I should have, given the last five years of just Who how knows? much crazy shit has happened. But that was, I feel like, I find that kind of shocking. Just because that was such a point of pride. Right. The Roe v. Wade. Yeah. And having that is like, it, maybe that's because we're from liberal communities. And that could be too. Uh, maybe it hasn't been a source of pride for the southern people right who doesn't like it it's not men i'm a man i mean i don't know who doesn't like it i mean it's the i mean i'm from the sounds of it it's really hard it's to know the dinosaurs and congress or in the supreme court i don't know it's people that um don't know uh female anatomy See, this is uh, you know, or, it's a fucked up like, debate. Is what we, we're not even like, sure I don't who, know. who doesn't agree with I don't know like, who doesn't agree with this. Are there people who don't believe I mean, that women shouldn't get to choose? Like, what the fuck? But the, the religion complicates it a lot. Yeah. Because people, people who don't like to do their own investigations, who don't like to upset the order, they're not going to go against their party. 
Right. Especially if they are indoctrinated. Right. To believe that they're going to go to hell for it. Right. I mean, who would? But my question for that, I guess, is um, who's going to hell more? Is it like the 13-year-old girl that's been raped and is going to have a rape baby? Or is it the man who raped and impregnated her? Like, like oh, there's the guts, room for everybody. I mean, <laughs> <there's>... <laughs> Yeah. I know. That's the thing, too, is like there, those, just, those, the religions that, that say like, hey, you believe what we believe or you're going to hell. Yeah. Which that means 99% of the population is right. going to hell. Big place. Right? I mean, I don't Lots know how many, how many people are, are practicing fundamentalists, <laughs> but not a lot. I don't know. <laughs> and even the ones who are, a lot of them are probably going to hell. Yeah. Like, I personally, I do think that... Um, there is some kind of an energy involving thing that mm-hmm. that involves polarity. Yeah. With good and evil. Yeah. I do think that exists. It it's fundamental to to our the way we see reality. Yeah. But I absolutely agree with that. I don't think there there is a physical place somewhere where demons torture you for all of eternity. I just can't wrap I, my head around what use that would serve. Right. What use would it serve? What would the purpose be? Like I feel like maybe I don't know. It's hard to say, like, I believe this happens after you die because yeah. I have no idea. I've never died before uh, coherently. Like, <laughs> with a lot of conditions. Yeah, like, exactly. And it can change on a dime. You give me one piece of counter evidence. I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah, I don't believe that <laughs> exactly. anymore. I, yes, I find it difficult to be a person that can't stick to a side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Don't ask me what I think about that. I have a, How much I time have a do you have? Anything? Yeah. Like, I don't I don't. I'm very bad at ranking things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just too thoughtful, I yeah. guess, too considerate. There's <laughs> there's good and bad to all of it. Why? Yeah. Um, That's why a lot of those like personality inventories are very difficult because the questions are too short. Right. Like, in this situation, what would you do? Like, like well, you I didn't tell me all the variables. Yeah. How was I feeling? <laughs> I, I have more questions about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This world is a complicated place and it seems to be getting trickier all the time. But at least okay. we can come together and talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> it helps me we write about it in a it. diary. <laughs> uh, people should do that too. Yeah, absolutely. I think about that sometimes, like the what we are creating to leave for future generations. Because you think about like archaeologists; mm-hmm. they find one little drawing on a wall, and then they they use that to decide what this that is culture was like. The way I've interpreted it. <laughs> it was probably somebody's kid, right? Like, what? Why this picture is is like. Oh yeah, they were primitive savages. Look at the hand paint drawings on. <laughs> that's a kid's drawing. Yeah, this is art class, yo. <laughs> yeah, it's like we just assume that's the best they could do because yeah. that's the only one they found. Right. Like, you can't tell me that none of the fucking Neolithic humanities didn't have more than that. <laughs> they had their Elon Musk. Yeah, they did. I'm sure they did. Well, yeah. I mean, they'd have to. That's how society moves in leaps. Exactly. There's like, leaders and there's... You get about 100 them. years of dipshits and then <laughs> about every 100 years you get somebody who makes a big leap. Sometimes you get a few at once. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. But somebody usually kills one of the extras, unfortunately. Good luck, Elon. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been two hours. <laughs> I think we should wrap this thing up. Okay. Thank you so much for coming. It was really fun. And we didn't even get to talk about when I made you cry at school. Oh, so we'll do that another day. School, but... Was it in the school parking lot? No. It was just in Hannah's truck. Oh, I pictured it in the school parking lot. <laughs>
Aww. when you told me about it. Well, we might as well do it now. <laughs> I said something mean. I told her, what did I say? I don't know. You I'm said so nobody fucking cares. I was such a dick. I was having a real bad day. I My don't parents remember. were getting divorced. <laughs> oh, God. So are right. mine. It's oh. all right. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, that's the thing. Like, we were kids. We have no idea how to handle fucking anything. Nobody's helping yeah. us. Yeah. And you don't fucking care about what I'm going through. Well, I don't specifically remember it, but I, I can put myself in the position of yeah. who I was at that time, and I can explain it. <laughs> like, and, yeah. it, and it tracks. Yeah. Like, I was at a place where my life felt so shitty that I had to do a lot of work uh, with self-management yeah. to make sure I wasn't just constantly either complaining or you know crying mm-hmm. or just like <laughs> making everyone hate me from being uh, hard to be around um so, so like that was on my mind a lot so i had a really hard time with people expressing their own hardship yeah and it, like that just goes to show you like i was a teenager egocentric completely egocentric yeah I had no concept that like oh that's actually what you're supposed to do when <laughs> things are hard. If you talk about it in the right context with the right people, that's how you work through these things. Right. And you don't lose your mind. But instead, I was just going to shove it all down, pretend everything's great and that I love life and, I'm, you know, things are wonderful. It's all groovy. <laughs> and um, so I was like, you were messing that up. You were messing yeah. up my plan. So it's like, like oh. I'm going to feel something if this continues. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> This can't um, happen. <laughs> but from the bottom of my heart, I'm so sorry. Oh, I forgive you. Uh, I, I know, I know. <laughs> People understand that kids say dumb shit. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Good times. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You were right. I was being an asshole. Yeah. Like, it wasn't. Well, I will say that um, many people that I'm friends with that I've ever shared that story with say, that's so weird. That's one of the people that was always nice to me. Oh, wow. So... Well, Cool. I tried. I'm like, well, why didn't I get that experience? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I'm, I'm guessing it was because I was very unhappy. <laughs> uh, Me too. Yeah, depending on the year, I was unhappy for diff- various reasons, but I usually would come up with something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do that anymore, and, and I, it's actually I've gone the. the it other shows direction. too. Yeah. Like, I feel a lot that's better. something I admire in you is that you seem. I mean, from the limited amount of contact that I have with you. <laughs> it always seems that you are um, finding joy in life and a reason to, to um, you know, you're finding your meaning. Yeah. We got to put it somewhere. Yeah. that's. We'll end on that. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's been a pleasure. Talk to you next time. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Ramble by the River. If you did, it really helps us out if you leave us a rating or a review. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you want to get more involved and support the show, you can subscribe to our Patreon page for exclusive content, bonus episodes, and a Ramble by the River t-shirt with every Royal Rambler subscription after three months. Instructions for how to join are at ramblebytheriver.com. Click the subscribe link. And it's easy peasy lemon squeezy. Thanks again for listening. Come back next week. Bye. Can't nobody take